Yeah. Yeah. At the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are sitting in the Mansion 2.0 once again with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason. Welcome back. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Yeah? Doing pretty good, yeah. How about them O's, huh? They're doing fantastic. And they are yeah. pretty, pretty good. Uh, what are they, about uh, 41 games back now? Something, something like that, yeah. Jeez. They've dumped everybody, or yeah. traded it. Traded everybody. Traded, yes. Traded. I mean, it will be nice. <laughs> Machado's gone now, right? Yep. Machado's Machado, gone. Scope. Britain. Scope, you said? Brad Brock. Adam and Jones, we still got him? Yeah. Still yeah, I believe he refused to trade. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, you, I know he could do that. Okay. Yeah, he had a really good contract. Yeah, some people have contracts that allow them first refusal on a trade. Uh, wow. And I believe he did that to kind of stick around and yeah. beef up the next Hopefully. version of this team. <laughs> right, yeah. Need yeah. one but, franchise player. Yeah. Need one. What about Buck Showalter? Could He's still there. Him? I heard the Real Bird maybe next. What? I'm not sure. going to trade the Orioles. <laughs> that's, so, that's the last I heard. That so, was a rumor. <laughs> so I don't follow baseball. So tell me, why are they making all these trades? Why are they getting rid of like the best players? Uh, a lot of their contracts are about ready to run out. So yeah. if we don't trade them now, we won't really get anything and gotcha. kind of value for them. Mm-hmm. So it's trade them, get rid of them now, get a bunch of new players. Hopefully that'll be decent players in the next two or three years. True. And one thing the Orioles do not have to worry about right now is contention for any kind of playoff or World Series berth. So... They can make moves and make changes and start rebuilding now, yeah. um, as opposed to <clears throat> waiting until the end of the season and then making it, you know, possibly into the wild card or something like that. They got no chance, and no chance in hell is what Vince would say. No yeah. chance. Um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, it's still they're still drawing some yeah. attendance. You know, they're still selling merchandise. Thirty-five at, people a game. Thirty-five. Um, like you know, it's not bad. We have more <laughs> listeners on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast at this yeah, point. Yeah. Uh, well, why, by the way, we want to thank you for listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and how many hits do we have for MySpace now? That's seven. Seven? Seven <laughs> downloads on MySpace. You thought that was a rib, Big Ugly, and we talked about it right here in the Mansion 2.0, but we did it. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> and we are on MySpace. We've got uh, episode 50, which was our big uh, Facebook Live episode, and episode 51, 52, and now this is 53. Wow, right. so seven downloads on MySpace. Seven. I can't get the archived episodes, but I do have notes <laughs> up there to go to the archived episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, yeah. Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. But I, I think I can only see what's actually on MySpace when I log into my MySpace account. Uh, Tom may have downloaded it, you know, <laughs> All right. uh, his uh, top eight friends. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, man, uh, we're in the beginning of August right now, and we are in the Mansion 2.0 once again in the... Uh, uh, dawn early of the morning, Big Ugly. Thank you for inviting us in this early. Yes, yeah, uh, that, that was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you know, I don't mind, you know, because the security let us right in and, you know, they got Sleeping some breakfast. on the job, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were snoozing, but it's mm-hmm. uh, not raining right now because we got a lot of rain here. I was about to say, sun is shining right now. <laughs> True that. We got a lot of rain in the Baltimore area. Um, but it's been, uh, it's been a good month. Uh, we talked to you guys about three, four weeks ago. And then we'd let you guys know about the Extreme Rules uh, upcoming pay-per-view. And we got some event results from Extreme Rules. I do have the quick results. But uh, later on in this podcast, not only are we going to talk about Extreme Rules, we're going to talk about SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer from WWE. Um, by the way, there's a great podcast from Chris Jericho about Madison Square Garden and why they don't use it anymore because um, it's very hard to get in there. There's a lot of union stuff. Listen to the Chris Jericho podcast. This was Mark Henry's on there. Uh, he was actually recently in MCW Pro Wrestling. Shout out to them because the MCW Pro Wrestling podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, um, but listen to that. It's good. good so podcast. you mean why the uh, why WWE doesn't 
get go to right. the garden anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lots of good things about just you know, access to the building is very limited. Access to parking is very limited. Chris Jericho tried to park in the lot underneath of uh, Madison Square Garden one time, and you know the guy just laughed at him and said, "Mick Jagger doesn't even park here. You got to park across the street." Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So they got <laughs> no access to that <laughs> arena whatsoever, and plus they have different union rules where WWE can't even build their own set, build their own ring. They have to have somebody else come in and do it for them. So well, it takes it, a long time. It's great. So the question would be, has it always been that way? Mm-hmm. Or Because, so, I mean, at one point, Madison, <laughs> Madison Square Garden was like the home. The them, mecca. The home base. Mm-hmm. So it's always been that way, but eventually Vince just got so big and he's like, I'm tired of dealing with all of this like run around crap. Yeah. We'll just start going up places. Right. And they said that they have the Barclays Center. So once they created that and that has easy access, easy parking, easy travel in and out. You've been um, there, right? To Barclays? I have not yet. Okay. I've been to Madison Square Garden one time and Jam and Jason, you and I got to go before Billy Joel retires That's because right. he's had sold out shows for like 50 times in a row every month. Right. Billy Joel. We got to make definitely, that happen. Definitely. Um, but yes, no, Barclays is something that we should all get on. And, and Barclays is going to be a big for um, not only the summer events, but also WrestleMania next year. Um, you know, everything Barclays, NXT, Hall of Fame, Raw, SmackDown, all at the Barclays. Nothing at Madison Square Garden except they are going to have the Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1 Supercard Super Show. That is going to happen at Madison Square Garden on WrestleMania weekend. How about that? Um, and I think it's going to happen on. One of those days on WrestleMania weekend, so wrestling is going into the garden, and it's always been like that. But it's been hot. It's been hard for Vince because sometimes all you needed to do was come in, put up a ring, put up some guardrails, put up a kick, you know, um, a curtain, and that's it. Now you know you have video and lighting, and you know need uh, more access for fans. So uh, listen to that podcast; it's a very good. But make sure to listen to our podcast too, <clears throat> the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So that's pretty cool. Plus later on in this podcast. I did an exclusive interview, guys, with SWO Pro Wrestling Superstar, the full-time beast Evan Atlas, as opposed to the part-time beast Brock Lesnar, who we're going to talk about later. Um, watch his matches on Hulu. They'll be even shorter. And um, <laughs> there's not many of them to choose from. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have an exclusive interview in segment two. And also the goddess Athena Sky, who is his manager, valet, also his wife. So uh, couplings can happen in professional wrestling. So that's pretty Mike cool. Mike and the lady. Yeah, and yeah. what's his now? Mike Canales and Maria Canales. Yeah, there you go. Recently had a baby, so you know they're good to go. Plus the Miz, Miz and Mrs. And Mar- yeah, Miz that's a nice Miz. show on uh, USA Network, by the way. Tuesdays yeah. after SmackDown Live, yeah. it's a good show actually. Very scripted, but very fun. Very was, fun. Was Randy and Liz the original, the original couple that mm-hmm. was wrestler manager? Yeah, Were they the original. Think so. If we if we go back into the eighties, Jim and Jay, is yeah. that the, the ones we can remember? The especially actual for, couple that wasn't a couple, but they were actually a couple. Yeah, especially from WWF yeah. or WWE, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was only one real female manager at the time, and it was her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she and Randy were married and then separated, but married and then divorced. But they were still working together. Yep. Yep. So um, I can't really think of um, anybody. I mean, I'm sure they come through the years, and we go through the promotions, and we can see them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's a that's one that stuck around. But this one's going to stick around for a while. Evan Atlas and Athena Sky. SWO Pro Wrestling, Susquehanna Wrestling Organization. Check them out. And in segment three, we're going to talk about the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. Now, I know you guys have been busy doing your own thing, but uh, any buzz on SummerSlam? Have you heard anything other than what we were talking about online? Anything good, bad, indifferent, and ugly, big ugly? <coughs> um... It's funny how you said ugly and then you called on me. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, I'll yeah. say big, bad, dirty, yeah, yeah ugly. ugly. Yeah. So you're, you're big ugly. Yeah, that's true. So um, 
I have not heard anything other than, you know, the stuff that we talked about. Um, I was telling these guys offline that um, mm-hmm. I've been kind of spotty on my WWE viewership recently. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of catching the Hulu versions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you're catching just enough to get the general Right, idea. exactly, yeah. If Hulu ever listened to this podcast, what do you think they would do? Do <laughs> you think they would ban us from every right. social media outlet? Really, you know, hashtag right. CM Funk, yeah. king of non-social media. <laughs> Hulu would be bearing us down at 9 a.m. in the morning here in Dimension 2.0. But I say, go ahead. I know, um, let me tell you what I'm excited about for SummerSlam. The Miz and Daniel Bryan. There we go. Um, I feel like it's been a long time coming, man. You know, and then it's like we didn't know if it was going to happen. You know, it all started on that first SmackDown talk. Talking Smack. Talking Smack, that's what it was. Close enough. Yeah, Yeah. Talking Smack. And, you know, it all started from there. That was, like, what, over a year ago? Was that two years ago? Two years ago now. I was 16, yeah. Once we were starting a podcast and we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, you know, now we have that. um, Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Good. I hope hope it's one of those things that don't disappoint. And, you know, it's like it's it's been a two-year build-up, and it finally happened. I hope we are let down. I think we're going to be good, though. Here's one thing I don't want to happen. I don't want this very, very, very personal blood feud to start with a collar and elbow tie-up. That's what I don't want. I don't want to see a wrestling match. I want to see a fight. You okay. know what I'm saying? I want to see a fight. Jamie Jason, before we get to that segment, uh, anything stand out specific for you? What are you excited about coming up in the world of professional wrestling, SummerSlam uh, or otherwise? SummerSlam, same thing as Big Ugly. I haven't really been watching quite as much and... I refuse to watch the Hulu version. <laughs> I just refuse. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't have cable. Um, but looking at the lineup, I feel more excited about the SmackDown side, I think, right now than the Raw. Yeah. Raw is just very flat, and the lineup does nothing for me. The the card, the Raw card does absolutely nothing at this point. I feel like SmackDown's doing things right. They did the slow build-up with Miz and Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. but then Raw is doing this, I don't know what they're doing with Bailey and Banks at this point. Are they going to break up? Are they together? Yeah. They've gone through anger management. Well, they're like friends now, right? I think they're friends at they're this point in time right this now. week. Um, this is weird. I feel like we never got the blow off for them, right? I agree. And, and I feel like you can do a slow build up one way, or you could do a yeah. slow build up another way, and it totally fail. And I feel like it's yeah. failing on the right, yeah. on that side. Because what I thought this was all leading to was, you know, they kept being put team together and everything and then you know Bailey would turn on Sasha Sasha would turn on Bailey and I thought we were finally going to get like a full out brawl like a match but I don't feel like we got that they just kind of made up and now they're friends yeah so check this out um, this is something and you guys may not have seen this if you haven't watched the recent build so uh, Stephanie McMahon Triple H and Vince all came out to the middle of the ring live on Monday yeah. Night Raw yeah. and made an announcement for the first ever all women's pay-per-view October 28th on the WWE Network Plug, plug, nine ninety nine. Uh, called Evolution of all things, which is interesting. That was an EWA. Event. Remember Evolution, EWA, the double ring. Yeah. So EWA did something right. Um, they did a lot right now. I just want to say, but the, I think they're leading to for Sasha and Bailey to main event this pay per view. So since that's October twenty eighth, which is still a long way away, they need to set up the. In my opinion, they need to set up the slow build to say they're still friends. They're still friends, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere. One of them turns heel, and I would love it to, to be Bailey. Yep, that would be fan. I don't know where this pay per view is supposed to take place, um, but I would lo- because everybody would expect Sasha to turn heel. Bailey's never turned heel. This would be like Hulk Hogan turning heel. Yep, the, the pure white meat babyface turning heel, and then I would see that that match would main event and some kind of last woman standing match or something like that. That would main event that Evolution show. What do you guys think? I'd- 
That, I'd be with that. That's pretty dope. They did that before NXT, right? Last last one standing. They did last mm-hmm. man standing. Yeah, they right? did. What am I it, thinking? Was of? it was it Bailey and Sasha that did that one? Hmm. What was that? Because I remember that big match that they had at one of the NXT takeovers that like had everybody raving right before they got called up. Yeah, now that was an NXT takeover, and I think that was in either Los Angeles or Brooklyn. I can't remember which one, but that yeah. was when Bailey won the title from Sasha, I think right. it was. Now, I don't know if that was a stipulated match or if that was just a match. Okay. But I know they did, um, they did do Iron Woman, I believe. That's what it was. That's right. Or the Iron Man match, the 30-man, yes. but I don't think they ever done okay. Last Woman Standing yet. All right, cool. And that would be end of a blood feud because I think those two need to... You know, there's two of his best friends that ain't doing it. This is the slow build, in my opinion. So that pay-per-view is all women. Uh, over 50 women, past, present, and future is what they said. So we could get all kinds of different stuff on that show. So just kind of yeah. like the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was just about to say, right. It's going to be like the Royal Rumble, just a full-out pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, that'd be pretty cool because cool. I love the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, so. yep. absolutely. You uh, ready for this one, Jay? Oh, definitely. I've been looking forward to this. Full women's pay-per-view. Yeah. Remember when we were watching those pay-per-views and women's matches were like three minutes long and they were pillow yep. fights and bra and panty matches? Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I think I mentioned this about six months ago or so around WrestleMania time. I said we were overdue. Yeah. We were overdue. They have yeah. enough compelling stories that could fill a card. You so. sure did. And I was going to bring that up. It looks yeah. like you were foreshadowing, and, and yeah. it's going to finally happen. Yeah. So yeah. when we get to a podcast in October, we're going to talk about the preview and the review of that, I'm sure. Yeah. So that's going to be good, man. Um, and we also go off on tangents here in the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So uh, I just got some notes, and if you guys have any tangents, feel I, free to throw that out. I have a question. Go for guys. it. All right. So... It's funny because you heard Stephanie McMahon kind of mention like the fact that the women back in the day used to have three minute matches. Yeah. And, you know, you know, people talk about like, you know, how they used to be bra and panties and stuff like that. Do you think that the way that that time period is disparaged now compared to now, it like degrades the women wrestlers of that time? Like pretty much saying that like almost like, you know, they were a part of a horrible period for women's wrestling mm-hmm. you, you get what I'm saying like you see it. where I'm going yeah. like so so are we so is it like saying like okay this new generation like they're the real women's wrestlers mm-hmm. and these past women oh they were just bodies to look at you know what I'm saying I feel you so, so what, do you, what do you guys think is it uh, yeah. insulting is it yes like, is it yeah is it insulting to them and to their legacy the way that now this whole era pretty much attitude era of wwe mm-hmm. for women is kind of being looked at like with a stain on it you know like oh they, you know they weren't really wrestling i think it has its place it made its thumbprint on the business and i think it was part of the building block to where we are now all of it um they you know even when they were having the the tna you know braun panty matches and jamie jason you can back me up on this if you like um so even when they were having them they still had Lido, trish stratus jack jacqueline they had a couple of women out there having full out matches um and that was all of that was the building block so you mesh all of that into what became ultimately the divas division which was still a little bit more showy than 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 fighty and then you take all of that and put it into what we have as the women's division now Two women's divisions, actually. Three, if you want to count NXT. So I think it was all a part. I don't think they look at it as negative. Okay. I just don't think they put the focus on things like that anymore, like when they had the bra and panty matches and the mud pit battles and all this other stuff. But they had their place. They're still on the network. They don't shun them completely. Jam Jason, what do you think? And I think it depends on the wrestler you brought up, Mm -hmm. or or the particular female you brought up, Lita and Trish Stratus, and the ones that you got a little higher quality match out of, Mm -hmm. even though if they got... Six minutes, they still gave you six quality minutes. Sure. But then you had your maybe, I'm just going to throw a name out, Sable mm-hmm. or somebody who was definitely more about the look and less about the talent. Sure. 
you know. So I think it just depends on which wrestler you're kind of looking at. I think how the think, legacy, cause yeah. Even China, China was more of a you know half man, half woman, you know kind yeah. of thing. But then she had reconstructive surgery to you know look more like a woman. But she was in there wrestling men, yeah, wrestling men, wrestling women. So I mean, she had a part in it too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. I think. And to your point, Big Ugly, I don't know if it's looked down upon, but I think it's referenced differently. But, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I think that all of it has its place, and it's all led to what we now see today, the full-out women's revolution. And we get women main inventing Raw, women main inventing SmackDown, women, you know, two, three segments on pay-per-views, um, you know, and they're all, you know, 10, 12-minute matches now, yeah. all of them. So I think that's... I think that's great. And, and Ronda Rousey, and we're going to talk about her when we come up to SummerSlam. I think that's going really well, too, and that gives a legitimacy even more so to the women's division. And how many times this year have we said the women have carried the pay-per-view? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. many times this year. <laughs> yeah, Ronda, Ronda Rousey is the next Kurt Angle of WWE. Really? I think so. That's strong. Yeah. Because I, I think she's just following that same pattern. Like she's coming from that legit fighting background. And I think that she's taken to wrestling faster. You know, like, if you ever hear wrestlers say, they, they always talk about how Kurt took to wrestling fast. Sure. He got right. it. And that's what I feel like I'm already saying with Ronda. Like, she gets it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like she's going to be, like, the next Kurt Angle. You know? That or you could say true. Brock Lesnar. I mean, he... Well, I'd rather her be the next Kurt Angle yeah, than Brock yeah, Lesnar. Yeah, me too. Yes. Because yes. Brock Lesnar, unfortunately, and we're going to talk about this later, um, he... <laughs> I, can't I can't even get it all. Can't huh? even get the words out, man. All right, so check this out for Brock Lesnar. Um, recently on Monday Night Raw, if you saw this, um, and if you didn't, you didn't miss much. But <clears throat> Brock Lesnar was on television for, I think I counted it, 21 minutes on that show, on a three-hour show. So, <clears throat> and it was all backstage segments basically. He was back there reading a book, reading a magazine, whatever. Paul Heyman kept on saying, "Please come out to the ring. You know, I'm gonna get fired if you don't just come out and make an appearance." Blah blah blah. And then he got in Heyman's face, and then he ended up coming to the, not to the ring, but standing out on the ramp for a few minutes. Uh, but then he got into the ring and actually manhandled Paul Heyman, which was kind of interesting. So I don't know where that's going to go, but I hope it means that uh, Paul Heyman will dump Brock Lesnar as a character, and Brock can go and do his own thing, and then Paul Heyman gets behind the Roman Reigns train. Do you know how over Roman Reigns would be as a heel or a face if, if Paul Heyman got behind him, and if Roman Reigns just shut his mouth? And let Paul Heyman do all the talking for him. I, I don't, I don't know, but this is my. Th- I like it. I that's pretty dope booking, man. I could get behind that, and I think that overall for entertainment, Roman Reigns would be over. I, he'd probably still get booed if Paul yeah. with him, but it would be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It would be good. That would be perfect. Jeremy J. Yeah, it would be true heel heat. It wouldn't just be right. this get the heck out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with the title. I think whatever happens with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, which we will get into a little bit later, um, the match that we don't want to see again. Is this a, is this a regular match? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what is this, the fourth time? David? At least in the past year or so right, since right. WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see it, but what I do want to see is Braun Strowman beat Kevin Owens for uh, to keep his Money in the Bank briefcase, and then Braun Strowman either at SummerSlam on, or on Monday Night Raw just cash it in and just take the title and just have him, who's on TV every week with the championship, not Roman Reigns because he doesn't need it because he's got enough heat on his own sure. either way, um, and Brock Lesnar get him off TV for a while. 
Because he still has that limited contract where he might show up again at the Rumble or WrestleMania for whatever, but just get him out of here yeah. for now. Right. I, and I think that I think if you take the belt, you give Brock a little break, I feel like it'll be good for him because Brock Lesnar is still an attraction, you mm-hmm. know, that people want to see. So you can definitely work him back in, but I think he needs a little... Do what they did with the bar, you know what I'm saying? They, the bar hasn't really been on TV for a while. They came back, you know, do the same thing with him. I love the bar. Uh, yeah, I do. Big fan yeah, of I the do bar. love the bar. Yeah, now, they're only calling them when they're announcing them Sheamus and Cesaro. They're not calling them the bar, which is interesting. Even though they're, they, the graphic at the bottom of the screen says the bar. And the T-shirts are all still the bar. So I don't know if they're weeding that out or just trying to lead back into it. I'm not sure. But it's interesting they're not calling them the bar. Were they ever calling them the bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, before they, before they went down, before they got big, I think when they won the tag team titles, mm-hmm. they were calling them the bar. So I don't know if it's just an oversight on their part or for, they're, for whatever reason they're not doing it. But um, anyway. Yeah, maybe because they've been off TV for so long, they like want them to be saying their name. Kind of like branding. You know, them oh, again, I like, see what you're getting saying. Getting them, like, yeah. you know, Cesaro. Like, make sure you mention it, Cesaro. Make sure you mention it, Sheamus. So, like, get make it sure back you know who they mind. are exactly. as opposed to what the, just the name of the team exactly. is. Exactly. Because they've been gone for so long. Good deal. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> See, I like your booking. I like your thinking with marketing strategy. Hey, um, tangents again. We'll get into Extreme Rules. Again, we have the exclusive interview um, with Evan Atlas and Athena Sky. But how about Hulk Hogan, man? He's allowed to be in the WWE Hall of Fame again. Did you did you guys see that he's been cleared of his controversy? Um, so he's back in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's back on the WWE Network. He's back in video packages. However... There are some people, such as Titus O'Neil, Apollo Crews, The New Day, you know, people of the African-American district, um, that are still not happy with what went down and why, with Hulk Hogan basically being a little bit Mm -hmm. racially inclined. We had a whole podcast about this before. So So what do you guys think? I've read, I thought that um, The New Day said that they didn't really care. They weren't, they weren't impressed. They don't care about... The, the situation, but they don't necessarily want him in a locker room yet. You know what I mean? Like to come out and do appearances or whatever Hulk Hogan might do. He might just be serving as an ambassador from afar for right now, but that's my understanding. Of course, that could have been a different media source okay. that I was reading. Right, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. And Titus O'Neil, same way. Same yeah. way, yeah, yeah, I would think. Because, I mean, they all know the professional wrestling business, the locker room talk, they got to understand that I don't believe, because Hulk Hogan's worked with men of every color and every race for all of his entire career, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he ever had a problem. Booker T, I don't know if there's a problem there. I think Booker, I know Booker talked about this early on. He felt like, he he's cool, I think, with Hogan as a whole, you know, and obviously Booker's worked with Hogan for a long time. Absolutely. Seeing back to WCW. Yeah. Um, and I think he, his his only issue I remember him having with Hogan was that he wanted to invite Hogan on to his, uh, what does he have, a podcast or a podcast TV show? Podcast or a radio show. Radio show, something, show, like, that. something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, um, to discuss it, to discuss the incident, and to you know, um, for Hogan to, I guess, explain himself on there, and um, you know, Hogan turned down the, the uh, the offer, hmm. which Booker wasn't mad about, but he felt like you know it would have been good for for Hogan to you know to clear take the, the opportunity, air. right, yeah. to clear the air, you know, um, with the with the with the African American wrestler being able to sit down and have this you know heart to heart talk, sure, but, you know, I I, I feel like. I feel like that's the biggest thing for coming out for, for like the African-American wrestlers is I think that they felt like Hogan made a general apology mm-hmm. and not really an apology in which he was directing it to 
the African American community, which was offended. You know, um, you know, I, I I can't say what is what is right and wrong. You know, because I'm pretty sure not only African Americans were offended by oh, I'm sure what what Hogan said. So, yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, I I, I feel like you know it, it's done. He has made an apology. You know, I'm a person in second chances, so I'm I'm glad he's back. Me too. You know, in the WWE. Um, I mean, hey, he's freaking Hulk Hogan, man. WWE or professional wrestling right. without Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and, yeah, and it's like for me, I'm, I'm, it's like, let me tell you, the person that that made those comments was Terry, whatever his name is, Terry Bolet. Yeah, there you go. I don't know that guy. You feel <laughs> me? Like, I don't know him. I just know, you know, the Hulk Hogan. You know, it's just like Mel Gibson. It's like you know, Mel Gibson made uh, you know anti-Semitic comments. Mm. I think he made um, co- uh, 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 racial comments about African Americans. And it's like, I still freaking love Braveheart. Like, I love Mel Hunter. Gibson movies. I love Lethal Weapon. I love his directing. It's like I don't know this other guy. I just know the creative guy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, hey, I, I want to see the movies that he that he directs for me. You know, it's like. Yeah, and I want to see Hulk Hogan. Yep, Jim, Jason, how about it? Are yeah, you yeah, Hulkamaniac yeah. still. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still a big fan of the '80s version of mm-hmm. Hulkamania. You know, that was a character I got behind as a kid, and, yeah. it, and it was that. It was a character. We sure. have to, we have to learn to draw the line between the character Precisely. content versus the actor, actors, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, Precisely. I mean, he made these comments. They were recorded. How many other people have a collection on the WWE Network that may have made comments that were not recorded? Sure, we don't know that. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah. And, and you just have to appreciate the output. Sorry, big dog. No, no, you're, no, that's you're right. good. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I guess the difference for us is that I feel like we can make that call, but I guess the wrestlers can't because they actually do interact with good point. Terry, sure, whatever. Terry Bollea. Yeah. I don't know why. Hogan knows best yeah. on the VH1 yeah, exactly. So you know, so I will, I will give you know, say that for, for myself, for all of the fans at home, we can make that that distinction and be like, you know, all right, whatever. Hmm. But if you're a wrestler in the locker room, you know, you. You're, you're interacting with the man, you sure. know, so, you know, it is what it is. We'll see. I just hope we hear Real American playing and Hulk Hogan come out to the ring and may, I don't know about ripping off the shirt. He might be pushing 350 now, but uh, yeah, just coming out, well, let me tell you something, brother. You know, let me let me hear some of that. Yeah, let I me mean, hear a little Hulk Hogan. I, I think they'll save him for WrestleMania. Yeah? For, yeah, for, for a return. Like, if he's, if he's going to finally come back, I think that they're going to reinstate, like they've done, let this continue to like roll on mm-hmm. for like almost a year you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like because it's like you know all right it's the big news now you still got people in the locker room that aren't very happy so you're going to let them kind of work out their feelings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you'll get to Wrestlemania when everybody's excited and that's the big focus and then boom and we're going to be sitting at Wrestlemania and we're going to make this happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the middle of New York New York New Jersey MetLife Stadium um that is pretty exciting. Uh, here, here's my booking, and this is just fantasy booking. Let Hulk Hogan come out to the real American music, and then I want the Nation of Domination music to play. Remember from the Attitude Era, and I want people like Ron Simmons. I want people like The Rock. I want people that were in D'Lo Brown. I want and Mark oh, Henry shoot. to come out and that'll show <laughs> that he has absolutely no qualms with any African American people because that's the Nation of Domination. And that's I want right. Hulk Hogan to throw up that fist and be the first one. To salute the nation of domination. <laughs> that would not only show the uh, solidarity, but it would also be, I, I would pop for that. It'll never happen, ever. but come on now. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you love to see that and hear the we are the nation of domination? Just, oh, come on, man. 
Right in the middle yeah. of New York City. I'm shocked they've never they never done that reunion in general. No, nope. like the nation, like nope. they've never put that back together. DX, yes. Shield, yes. Nation, yeah. no. None. Yeah. So it, it's hard because Ron Simmons is still around the company. Uh, D'Lo Brown's doing indies. Uh, Mark Henry's in the Hall of Fame, but you know I'm sure he's still an ambassador. Yeah. The Rock I mean, right. doing his own. They thing. They could get D'Lo back. Absolutely, yeah, D'Lo will come back. And I mean, you don't. And because the only other person you really need, forget the Rock. You just bring back the Godfather. Heck yeah, you know another WWE yeah. Hall of Famer. Exactly. So bring back the original uh, nation. You know before Rock came. So heck yeah. <laughs> Nation of Domination. See? And that's that's good for WrestleMania, too. Or the night after WrestleMania, because it's always big. Uh, another tangent right here that I was just reading recently. Uh, the new elected mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, the one and only Big Red Machine, the devil's favorite son, Kane. How about this? Glenn Jacobs. And also, when he uh, went up to do his acceptance speech after he was elected, they were playing his WWE theme music <laughs> as he came up onto the stage. And he said something about uh, somebody in his um, his grouping or whatever. He's like, we were supposed to have a cage match. That hasn't happened yet, but that's going to happen sometime. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's cool. So And WWE is taking full advantage of... You know, displaying this all over the uh, WWE.com and everything like that. Congratulations. That's fantastic. uh, I mean, that's awesome. So, I mean, you know, Linda McMahon's working in the Trump, you know, uh, administration. And, you know, you got some other politics that Vince is always dealing through. What do you guys think about this? This good, bad, and different for the Kane character or for Kane himself? I I think it's good for Glenn Jacobs. He can't wrestle forever. And, I mean, he's kind of like doing his Jesse Ventura thing. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's good for him. He's got backup plans. I know Rhino tried to go out for some type of Congress in his, what is he, like Michigan area. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, didn't work out, but... I'm glad Kane yeah. got it. Yeah. Good. Jamie Jack? Yeah, yeah. Very glad he got it. I never never would have expected that. <laughs> never. Never in a million years, especially back in the day when we saw Dr. A- Isaac Yankum. That's right. D- I never yes. thought this guy would be in politics. But Unbelievable. I think great. he was a yeah. fake diesel, too, I think. He was a fake diesel for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. But he's had a 20-year run just about as Kane. And, uh, he's the reason that Diesel refused to go into the Hall of Fame as Diesel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Diesel told Vince like, it, it, you know, have Glenn Jacobs accept the award if you want, if you want Diesel, like, you know. What I'm so wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was Kevin Nash, but they did play the Diesel music, um, which is interesting enough. But he was Kevin Nash, big mm-hmm. sexy. So, and what's interesting because Kevin Nash went in as Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall went in as Razor Ramon. Yeah, but and it's because. Because they did a fake Razor, yeah, too. Exactly, but I think that's the thing, is that Razor didn't mind. You know what I'm saying? Diesel mm-hmm. put up a fight, like, I'm, I'm going to this Kevin Nash. But I think Scott Hall was just like, yeah, I'm I'm the real Razor. Like, I'll, I'll take it. So. <laughs> so congratulations to Kane. Anything is possible, and I, I can't wait for the next Monday Night Raw and everything where they kind of show Kane winning. I'd like to see him come out on WWE television um, as the big red machine, take off the mask, and then as Glenn Jacobs and address the crowd, thank you to everybody. I mean, he doesn't really need to do this unless he's in Tennessee, but, you know, it would be nice to see that yeah. line drawn. And then Brock Lesnar come out and destroy Glenn Jacobs, get him off TV so he can go do his thing, and then gives Brock Lesnar a little bit more heat going into SummerSlam. <laughs> Look at my booking. Yeah. I love this shit. <laughs> come on now. Um... Let's uh, jump a little down. We won't get too far into this, but unfortunately, Nikolai Volkov has passed away. WWE Hall of Famer, you know, lived in the area here in Baltimore, worked in the area here in Baltimore. Uh, unfortunately, has passed away. Also, uh, Brian Christopher, Grandmaster Sexay, the son of Jerry the King Lawler, uh, also passed away yeah, under sad uh, news, man. yeah under uh, some circumstances that were not fantastic for that one. But uh, 
And uh, there was another one. Uh, I can't remember the name. Um, but Brick, I, Brickhouse Brown. Thank you. Brickhouse Brown. Do you have any uh, intel on Brickhouse Brown, uh, where he was, where he wrestled, what he did? Uh, I know he did some stuff down south, okay. and I believe he wrestled on, in the AWA. Okay. I want to say I saw him on um, when I used to come home from school and watch the 4 o'clock ESPN wrestling every day. Sure. I want to say he was on there. Okay. Whether it be AWA or the Texas promotion with the Von Erics, but Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, he passed away. So, yeah. uh, you know, kind of sad news. Um, you know, we never did get Nikolai on the podcast. Uh, I did email him a couple of times, and we did talk. Yeah. But uh, we were always talking about that, getting Nikolai on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, he has his own because he's WWE Hall of Famer. He has his own contracts and licenses and things like that. But he was always getting around to indie shops, yeah. you know, always selling merchandise, always wearing that craptastic jacket that he had back in the 80s and, you know, still smelled like it was from the 80s. But that was Nikolai, man. And same same gear, too, with that yeah. uh, when, when he teamed up with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the American flag and the Russian flag, same gear. Um, but that that's who he was, man. That's who Nikolai was. He was a good guy. Yep. So very unfortunate. Um Let's just jump over, just have a note here. Of course, I am uh, now working with the MCW Pro Wrestling Podcast, and that's pretty cool. They had the 18th annual Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup. There's a new Shamrock Cup winner. There's new champions. Uh, There's a whole lot going on, so check that out, mcwprowrestling.com. Check it out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and also uh, SoundCloud, which is where we started, Big Ugly. Yeah, Um, and still on there. Still on SoundCloud and iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and MySpace. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, check out MCW Pro Wrestling. It's uh, it's pretty cool. They got yeah. a lot going on. They're partnering up with uh, Ring of Honor Dojo now. So you know, if you want to get into the Ring of Honor Dojo, you got to go through one of four professional wrestling schools in the United States of America. That's one of them. Um, MCW Training Center, the Pro Wrestling Training Center, and they have birthday parties. They have events all over the place. So check them out. Check them out. And I'm the co-host now of that podcast and uh, the lovely Tara uh, I don't know if you remember way back in the uh, MCW days Tara she was a manager she was a valet uh, commissioner but now she's uh, co-hosting my podcast oh. uh, or not my podcast the MCW podcast it's not my podcast belongs to Dan McBeth corporate punishment um, so I could go on to tangents here but uh, I say we should quickly because we're kind of a little far from removed from it but it's still relevant extreme rules happened Back on July 15th, not too long ago, maybe a couple weeks from when this podcast was recorded. Yeah. Uh, did you all see any of Extreme Rules, parts of it, all of it, like none of it? Yes, all of it. Yeah? How about you, Jamie? Parts of it. Parts of it? Parts yeah. of it, yeah. um, Let's just go through, and if you got anywhere to jump in, please do. Um, so that was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think they had uh, the pre-show, the kickoff show, Andrade Cien Almas uh, over Sin Cara. And also had, I think it was Sanity, um, defeated the New Day in a tables match. How about that? That was a pre-show match, and it was extreme. That mm-hmm. was actually a pretty good match, actually. Um, and Andrade Cianamas is getting a pretty good push, and so is Selena Vega, his manager. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. The B team uh, of Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, I believe... Um, won the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships against Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, the Deleters of Worlds. So the B team, what a gimmick that is. Yeah. Just take a white t-shirt and put a black Sharpie on it, put a letter B on it, and they're over. And then they are still currently undefeated at this point in time since they've become the B team. Nice. Uh, good, so, good. And they're putting that over, too. Um, Finn Balor uh, had a... Better match than I thought he would have and defeated Constable Baron Corbin. I'm sorry. I'm annoyed that he wrestles in a suit um, and in clothing. I 
I've always that's always bugged me. Like when corporate Kane came out. I was going to say Kane did the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just, well, Kane would take his shirt off. He'd just have his pants on. He would still have the, oh, like, he would the have business the pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would have like wrestling dress shoes on, like yeah. not even boots. And Baron Corbin has like a he has like a full vest on yeah, and everything. Yeah, long sleeve shirt and everything. I'm not a fan, man. I, I like the way he works in the ring, and I'm so I'm getting used to the fact that he's bald now, which is fine. Yeah. But I don't like if I'm want to watch wrestling, I want to see it, characters. I don't want to see somebody in a suit. You can see that anywhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but good match actually, decent match. Still haven't seen the demon in quite a long time, even though. Um, they have been putting. I think the demon's gone, man. But they're still putting it out, like on the network and things like that, where they have like fans dressing up as the demon and coming to shows, and Finn Balor taking pictures of them, and they're like going all out. They're more demon costume than he ever was. So you think the demon's gone? Yeah, for man. good. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like that he might bring him back, but you know, I think that we all were looking for him to do what N- what NXT did, which was like every pay per view sure. come out to Demon. I think that they're really going to try and distance himself as they've had from that and just build Finn Balor as a character. Mm. Then, if the storyline fits it, they'll bring out the Demon. Like for example, Bray Wyatt. You know, Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt's kind of story, kind of you know that mystical bullcrap like that. You know, it fit. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's. The route they're gonna go with the demon, you know. So maybe if he gets into a feud with the Undertaker or, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers or something. Like, there you go. Yeah, it might come out. But what about this constable thing, Jim, Jim and Jason? Is this too much? We got general managers, we got commissioners, we got constables. It's too much and too soon. We just had the corporate cane not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. To me, I mean, so I just think it's they just keep recycling this. You know, hey, we don't have anything for this guy to do. Let's just make him. <laughs> Let's, all right. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it's a constant going back to the authority stuff as a way to, like, make people heals. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying, don't have yeah. nothing to do with, you know. Um, it's kind of just like, you know, we went through, like, the Stephanie Triple H, and then they put, you know, it was a whole authority. You know, yeah. Randy Orton was with them, Seth Rollins. You know what I'm saying? It's like we just keep. Yeah, exactly. You just said it's yeah. like recycling it yeah. constantly. And it's like they keep wanting like to even have over the, a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they keep wanting to have the 30 figures fight amongst each other. You know, it's right. like Constable yeah. versus Kurt, and, you know, yeah. they're always arguing about something. And yeah. I just, mean, it's it, like I, I can't think or remember a time pretty much where there was not like this authority figure thing going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like I almost don't remember what wrestling was like. When there was a time when, like, there was no authority figure, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, See, I, like <laughs> it's interesting when you say that because you started watching wrestling in the Attitude Era. Yeah, right? well, a little. I, well, I started watching wrestling in like the the mid '90s, okay. so I'm I'm familiar with like the like the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and stuff when okay. he was getting coached by Jose Lothario. Sure. So I'm 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 in that era, but yeah, you were in the. In the- kind of the genesis of when Vince McMahon was coming he was an announcer still at, at one point in time but then they had, you know figured out that he was running the company but still announcing and they never really blurred that line until Deshaun Michaels and Bret Hart thing you know the screw job in Seattle, the Montreal screw job and then you know Vince got spat at and everything yeah. like that and then Vince came on as the Mr. McMahon character and then when Stone Cold Steve Austin came around that 
blew up and became the biggest thing ever. So you're right. Shortly before that, there really was no authority figure that they had. Mm -hmm. But now I can't remember a time when there's not not only just one, but two, three, four. Right. Too many authorities. I don't think we. It's like I don't think we can book or conceptualize. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Wrestling without authority figures at this point. Because I mean, we're dealing with what? What's it been like? Oh, two decades of. Of yeah. this story, you know what I'm saying? It's at like, least. yeah, and and now it's like, look at all of wrestling, mm-hmm. like TNA, all of them have some type of authority figure. You know what I'm saying? It's like people can't do wrestling without mm-hmm. this, like you know, this starting off at this baseline with having yep. some type of authority figure. MCW Pro Wrestling as a prime example, they had uh, Corporal Punishment, who we know as Dan McDevitt, who owns the company, and we've known Corporal Punishment mm-hmm. for a long time. Jam and Jay following around, you know, driving indie shots okay. all around the time. But, um, you know, he came out as Dan McDevitt, as the owner of MCW, and he came out and did a shoot promo. And he's like, I, you know, I run this company. I'm going to bury this. But, you know, this is what's what I'm going to do. And that's part of the big storyline. So, yeah. And you go to SWO, they have a storyline where there's an authority figure, the Wolfman versus Ace Dallas for control of the company. And just, yeah, it's almost a given. You're going to see something yeah, yeah, like that. Right. I don't know of any... No. Go ahead. Let me ask this. Lucha, yeah, yeah. Lucha Underground, because I'm not as familiar with that product. Do they do authority figures? Yep. Okay. So they have a guy, um, he used to be uh, Dario Cuerto, but Dario Cuerto was murdered in one of their backstages. Because <laughs> oh, they have some great backstage, uh, you know, s- s- cinematic stuff. So I think it's his father, um, Mario Cuerto, or whatever the case may be. Basically, it's the same guy, but he has gray hair and an eyepiece or something like that. And it, during, you know, and they're in a ice beer warehouse that's in Los Angeles, California. But uh, you know, he comes out and he's got the voice like, "This match in Lucha Underground is not what you expect it to be. It's going to be a three-way match." You know, he comes out almost every single match and hypes up and makes some kind of stipulation, a unique opportunity, and he, he talks just like that. So yes. So Lucha. yeah, man. See, that's the thing. Like, Watch Lucha Underground, yeah. by the way. Jack Swagger's now on Lucha Underground. Oh wow! I mean, nice. uh, there's a lot of people from NXT that have shown up on Lucha Underground, but uh, all the Lucha Underground people are kind of filtering in with TNA now. They have a a big um, partnership now too. Good. Impact Wrestling. So Impact Wrestling's not doing too bad. Um, Austin Aries is one of the Austin Aries is. One of their main people. Austin Aries is one of Ring of Honor's main people. Austin Aries is all over the WWE Network for the past year and a half. Yeah, Austin Aries yeah. is all over the independents. Yeah. Everywhere. So. Hey, so let me ask you this. Um, Go ahead. Oh, you know, I was going to say this real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, you know, uh, NXT person they're trying to get back. CJ Parker, I heard that they're trying to get him back yeah. to WWE. Yeah, he's like, he's changed his name now that he's been gone. Mm-hmm. He's been like working the indies out in, I think, Japan. But anyway. CJ Parker. You remember him? I do. Yeah. So, um... I was going to ask, so we talked about this, you know, wrestling always having this authority, yeah. you know, um, thing going on. Yeah. Tell me, how do you get, how do you book a wrestling show without that now? Can you think of it? Like, how how do you go back to 93, 92 when this stuff didn't exist? Mm-hmm. You, um, we still have an authority figure. Like, remember back in the 80s, Jack Tunney? Oh, Jack Tony, the so president still, of the You still WWE. have an authority figure, but you only bring him out on TV four or five times a year for special occasions. And like, nobody was really him behind the him. scenes. Yeah. And you just bring him up. Like the announcers would be like, oh, Jack Tony signed this match, or the WWE boarded, or whatever, directors signed this match. You, you can still have it, but just not be forefront in the TV taking up so much time. Right. Um, I, 
I can see that. I, and I love Jack Tunney. God yeah. rest his soul, yeah. man. And, he, and we knew he was the president, but we knew kind of what he looked like. He would come out, well, just like I said, one, yeah. four, three or four times a year. And he was never having the authority figure like battling. Like He was never the constable yeah. or Vince McMahon or and anything. He was just there to be the end-all, be-all if you needed a situation to get blown off. Yeah, and when they said Jack Tunney's making an announcement... That's huge. It's it's a big deal. It yeah, was a big deal. Watching. Like, oh my God, what is he doing? You know, yeah. Like when he announced the tournament at WrestleMania four for the, you know, these uh, right. for the title. You know, the that was a big deal. World title, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and he made some classic announcements. That's one of them. Uh, I think the other one that I remember was when uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was. Uh, he had retired because he lost a retirement match to the Ultimate yeah. Warrior and then Jake the Snake Roberts I think it was yeah. uh, that attacked him with the Cobra Yep. and then you know he made a monumental announcement it's like for the first time ever wrestlers being brought out of retirement first time ever yeah. uh, excuse me <laughs> um, but um, and he said you know we, we can only can't sanction this for the pay-per-view but we can sanction it this Tuesday in Texas so they created a house show pay-per-view out of nothing Yeah. I uh, called it this Tuesday in Texas because that's his creative as they got from it yep. no pyro no sets it was just a house show it was kind of like what the network does with some of these bigger house shows that yep. they show on. but I could see it and big ugly we can see this happen at 25-30 years remember, uh, later we still remember this and we're still talking about Chad Tony yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn right I don't know two years from now Constable Corbin yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we ain't gonna talk about him yeah. probably yeah. in two no. months from now <laughs> so unfortunately about that uh, we're going to take a break here shortly, but let me go through the rest of the uh, quick results for Extreme Rules. Um, we did have a backstage where uh, the Bludgeon Brothers took out Daniel Bryan, which is really interesting because Team Hell No uh, had regrouped just before this, and then they took out Daniel Bryan. So it's like, how, how, you know, did they take out Daniel Bryan or did they take out Kane? I'm sorry, it was Kane. Okay, they yeah. took out they took out Kane. So the big reason for the Team Hell No reunion now. What, yeah, this was majorly marketed. Now, what are you going to do? Um, and then well, we Kane did out. come down later on later in the match. On in the match, yeah. Yep. But uh, the Bludgeon Brothers won, still, so I guess they still needed a way for the Bludgeon Brothers to win without dominating. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Daniel Bryan took all the beating. Daniel Bryan is taking the beating in every match that he's in. He is getting destroyed. <laughs> and this is what he wants, apparently. Yeah. He wants to t- push it to the level in every match because every match could be his last. So he wants to, you know, and we'll talk about that later in SummerSlam, too. But what, what do you think about this, Daniel Bryan pushing the envelope, Big Ugly? I think it's, I understand his mindset. I think it's foolish, though. Because you going into it, you're like, all right, every match could be my last, so I'm going to push it to the limit. But it's like, well, now you're just going to make your last match come sooner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, instead of just being smart about and, and being safe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um that's every wrestler. Every wrestler could, you know, I'm pretty sure when, you know, Draz got into the ring with D'Lo, he didn't think that was going to be... Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Match, his right. last match, but guess what? It was. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's every wrestler. Um, that was a freak accident. Exactly. Too. So it's like, you know, just play it stay safe. Extend your career. Like, why would you want to have to be going back out next week and making another announcement about you have to retire? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so... But hey, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. I, I heard his contract is coming due. He hasn't resigned yet, so. And they they did talk about he's that. Re- he's going to resign though. They put that out on a shoot on um, SmackDown because mm-hmm. Miz said, "Why don't you just let your contract expire?" And uh, yeah, I was like, "Ooh." <laughs> yeah. So he, they, he's going to resign. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He has no 
there's no worry. I mean, he's just increasing his value, if anything, right at this point in time. Yeah. You a fan, of Daniel Bryan? I am a fan. I'm a fan. I wish he would dial it back a little bit, just so he can have a longer career. But, yeah. But uh, and for what we're gonna see, it's gonna be good. And let's think about not just the career, but what happens afterwards. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like you might not get injured again, but you know you're you're pushing the limits. For what? And then once you're done with this, your body is like completely torn up. You yeah, know what I'm quality saying? Quality of life. After exactly. That. Exactly. It. You know. Just be smart, man. Mm. Yeah. We're gonna see, uh, and we're gonna see that at SummerSlam. I think we are. Um, let's see. Let's talk about this. The uh, United States Championship. Uh, Jeff Hardy defending. I believe he had the championship at that point in time, and it was against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and that match on the pay per view was short because it was a low blow. That's all it was. And I'm like, pay-per-view? Really? And they just brought all this hype out? But now, Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy are having an extending feud, and I believe Shinsuke now is the United States champion. And Jeff Hardy is going to be going against him at SummerSlam for the title. So tell me if you agree with this. A pay-per-view, I, I think the time for the low blow, one shot, one segment, is for a SmackDown. I think the pay-per-view is the time when you want to get the best match out. Now, of course, I'm not writing storylines, but what do you? Let's start with Jamie Jason. What do you think of that? Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, because that's what people are paying for. You know, yeah. even though they're not paying what they used to pay back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, sure. they're still paying the nine ninety nine a month, where um, you know SmackDown, Raw, or whatever is free as long as you have cable. Mm-hmm. You know, so exactly. Yeah. Yep. Big ugly. No, um, I, I completely agree. You know, it's just like back in the day when people used to pay all that money for a Tyson fight and he knocked the guy out in one round. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. that kind of feeling. It's like... Or bet the guy. Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I wanted to see Tyson win. I did not want to pay, you know, $100 to see him knock the guy out So it's a, in the first round. So it's the same thing. It's like you, you're paying the 999 for the, the month. When it's free, hey, I don't care if he gets low blow and it's over. But when I pay the money, yeah, I want to see the full... Match. Yeah, because they had a three-segment match the very two nights later on SmackDown where I think Shinsuke won the title. And I'm like, why, why didn't you have this match on the pay-per-view? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I get what they're trying to do with the story, and Shinsuke now has the low blow in his pocket, which is kind of interesting for him to have, um, just to make him more of a heel, which I'm liking. I'm yep. liking Shinsuke as a heel. Uh, so He's it's working. really good as a heel. SmackDown's yeah. doing the right thing. And he has a belt. And he has it's a belt. The United time. States, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't made a Japanese title yet. Yeah. But uh, he is the United States champion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about SmackDown a little bit more. Let's talk about Carmella defending the Women's Championship against Asuka. Carmella winning again. Uh, and um, th- this was interesting because James Ellsworth was in a shark cage. Um, and James Ellsworth escaped from the shark cage that was hanging above the ring. And then he got stuck in the shark cage hanging down. Um, and he still somehow helped Carmella to retain the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Um, and now James Ellsworth since then has been fired by Paige. Um, and then he's on this rehire Ellsworth campaign, which is interesting. Um, but Carmella is going to uh, go on now to face Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch in a triple threat match at SummerSlam for the Women's Championship. So uh, what do we think about Carmella still defending the championship? Is she doing well? She's beaten Asuka twice. She's beaten Charlotte twice. Let's start with you, Big Ugly. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I think Carmella's been doing good. Shockingly, I didn't think that. Uh, I gotta say, from her first call up, I I didn't know what she was going to be capable. Mm-hmm. I think she's a great heel. I yep. think she's doing a good job. How about that, yeah. Jamie J? Yeah, I think she's playing the heel perfectly, especially on the um, post show for Extreme Rules, where she <laughs> came out and you know was bragging about beating them twice. Yep. You know, that was just great. That was priceless. So. I do think that they should. I do think 
it would be better for her to keep because she's kind of like that like she's almost like an Alexa Bliss kind of heel where she works well by having like a, a heater with her you sure. know what I'm saying somebody that you know and, and so I felt like they should have kept Ellsworth with her but I mean she still gets along fine without him so this is true she can stand on her own two feet but I mean he might be a guy that they can bring in for a couple of shots here and there and he still gets a chance like bring back Ellsworth we want Ellsworth whatever so he made an impact so they'll bring him back every once in a while nothing wrong with that Uh, Braun Strowman let uh, me ask you guys this go ahead real quick Um, I've been reading a lot where people feel like or at least writers feel like they have not been doing well with Asuka's character. What do you guys think about her? It's different than it was in NXT. Uh, NXT, I was <coughs> gripped every single storyline, every single match. Um, now, she... I don't want to just say she's another cog in the wheel, but that's kind of how it feels. Like, she's just another part of the women's machine. Yeah. And she puts on good matches when she gets in there, but there's nothing... There's no steam with her right now. Um, so has the have the writers dropped the ball? Maybe they're just focusing on other people right now. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I still like Oscar, but it is unfortunate that things are different than they were in NXT. In my opinion, what do you think, Jam and Jay? Yeah, I, I think they're doing a little better than they did with Shinsuke his first year because at least Oscar's losses are kind of. You know, screw jobs basically. Mm-hmm. You know, there's different things happening. You know, all but one. Because when Charlotte beat Oscar at WrestleMania, that was clean. Yeah, and and that was, was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Ended the streak. But once the streak's over, then you can lose. It don't matter. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, the I'm, rest of them, like you're saying, screw jobs. Yep, yep. I'm hoping they're just kind of holding her back right now, just to get this women's evolution pay per view and then build her up towards like WrestleMania or something. Okay. I, I think along the lines of Shinsuke, I think she will do good as a heel. Good point. Yeah. When they when they decide to I agree with that I think she'll be good a good heel is more valuable than a good face the good face is just who you know you're selling the most merchandise and you're getting the most TV time whatever the case may be a good heel is more valuable these days than a good face yeah. in opinion yeah. um, that's why Carmella's doing so well that's why Alexa's doing so well oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I feel like when you look at great faces in the history they have to be able to really make that connection with the audience mm-hmm. and i feel like oscar's language barrier prevents her from doing that yeah um same with shinsuke on the 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 um the main stage um but shinsuke i mean he just he just over it either way i mean everybody <laughs> loves his theme music and everything so but yeah Shinsuke is good. I, I got the chance to see a live event in Hershey, Pennsylvania about a week ago. And AJ, I'm um, sure I saw Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy actually let off the show. And they had a great 15-minute match and it told a great story. And I'm sure they're doing a similar match on the same loop, you know, every other night. But uh, they still put on a great show. And Shinsuke is just funny as a heel, man. He's just he's so good. I enjoy it. Um, and then, by the way, if you ever get to see WWE live, go see it because um, it is a good show. Uh, let's jump into Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. That was in a steel cage after Braun Strowman had trapped uh, Kevin Owens in a porta potty and uh, you know threw him off the stage, and that was pretty interesting. So uh, Kevin Owens actually won that match, but he won by Braun Strowman throwing him off the top of the cage in a high spot and crashing him through the announce table. Um, so first time I've ever seen Kevin Owens take a bump like this, even though you could see it was gimmick. There was a parachute thing underneath of the table. Well, that's fine. But um, did you guys see this spot? Did you like the spot? I mean, was it a, a holy shit kind of spot for you? Uh, let's start with you, Big Ugly. Um, it was, I mean, it was good. It, at, at this point, I've seen enough people take dives off of the cage to where it's like, okay, yeah, it's a good high spot. I mean, we just watched uh, freaking uh, 
Shane McMahon jump off of a hell in a cell twice, like, twice, in right? The same year, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it's good. I mean, it was good to see somebody different. Kevin Owens did. So. That's cool. Yeah. All right, Jamie J. I just get worried they're um, trying to recreate the Foley spot too often. Yeah, too often. There we go. Yeah, you know? there we like, go. Yeah. Nobody will forget kinda, that yeah. one, but it's just, it's just kind of scary, yeah. you know. <laughs> For a second, I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I hope he lands right. I hope it's rigged the right way, and yeah. and he hits the right spot, you know, right. and all that. That's still dangerous. Um, I mean, it is very twenty dangerous. feet up, yeah. and Kevin Owens weighs almost three hundred pounds. Yeah. So I mean, you just never know. Yep. So, but I am kind of getting tired of these weird finishes in the steel cage match. I just want to see a steel cage match and like an old school steel cage That's match. Right. Should end, you know? I don't want to see a pinfall submission. I want to see escape the cage and somebody escape the cage. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, it. yeah, it's like when was the last time we saw that? When yeah. somebody actually just jumped over the cage and just fell, yeah. and that was it. Long time. And they actually won. Right. Yeah. Never. It's always some. Yeah. Because this one comes right after the. Um, it's always some gimmicky. The Lesnar uh, Roman one, where he speared him through the cage. Through right. the cage, <laughs> yeah. And then there was a, a, a blown finish, so they had to yeah. re-talk about that. Now they're still talking about it, the yeah. uncrowned Universal Champion. Yeah. Um, speaking of Roman Reigns, um, he faced Bobby Lashley in a one-on-one match. The match was better than I thought it would be, um, but Bobby Lashley won clean, beat Roman Reigns yep. on a pay-per-view. And now Roman Reigns is the one that is actually facing Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. What the f- I'm sorry. And they actually wrestled again twice since then, and Bobby Lashley won two of those matches. Roman Reigns won the one where he needed to get qualified to get to SummerSlam. Bobby Lashley's character does nothing for me, but... I want. He's a good worker in the ring, and they're finally letting him show. He's having quality matches with Roman Reigns. Both guys, go ahead. Start with you, Big Ugly. Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I mean, um, not yeah. They they can put on a, I guess a decent match. Um, I don't know, man. It's just like whenever Bobby Lashley comes out, I'm just tuned out at that point. I'm just not a fan of Lashley. As Sean Cannon described him, he's that what generic character, like created character on WWE. That's right. Yeah. Shout because, out to Sean yeah. Cannon, by the way. Yep. So. Yeah, I, yeah, but decent match. Decent match, Jamie J. Decent match, decent match. I think the crowd just kind of peaked at that point they and started did. crapping on everything. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's Bobby Lashley and freaking Roman Reigns, man. Yeah, and that one is kind of in the middle of the card. This was a long show. It's the pre-show started at six. I actually ended at ten thirty Eastern Standard Time, which was really interesting. Normally these shows go over eleven o'clock, but yeah. it ended. Um, you know, and we will we will get to the day. We're going to take a break. We appreciate you hanging with us. We're going to take a break sometime soon. Uh, we're going to get into the Evan Atlas Athena Sky interview and then come back and kind of preview SummerSlam, uh, shorter segment in segment three because we're going a long way right here. And we appreciate you hanging with us. Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Championship against Nia Jax, and uh, Alexa Bliss won that match. Uh, this was an Extreme Rules match. Um, and Rousey was sitting at ringside. Uh, I think uh, this was, and this was one of the only Extreme Rules matches at the Extreme Rules pay per view. Uh, it was actually a decent match, and Alexa Bliss won. So I don't know if Nia Jax is now out of the picture for good, but it gave a lot of heat to Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss, which is coming up at SummerSlam now as well. So uh, thoughts, comments, opinions on the match, on the people, on anything. I know we talked kind of t- touched on Rousey a little earlier. I mean, it was a good match. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was good. good. Yeah. yeah, it was good. So, um, more on that to come, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Mickey James was out there. Uh, is that the one, if I'm remembering correctly, where Rousey took out Mickey James and Mickey yeah. James no sold the sh- out of it? 
Yeah. <laughs> like she got up about five seconds later and got back in the ring. He took that. I think it's um, fireman's carry into a spinning slam or whatever the Ron, yeah. Ronda Rousey's doing. Wait, now. no, because yeah, this was the one where Ronda was in a, in an audience with her husband, right? Ronda was in or the her audience, first, her fiance, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then she came out uh, and when she couldn't take anymore, and she jumped over the guardrail because she was suspended at this point in time. Yeah. Suspended, but I think Mickey James no soldier, and I think that was just that really stuck stuck out. It's like you don't you want to give. You know, some backing to Ronda Rousey or the finisher that she's trying to implement, and then ten seconds later, Mickey James is up, no selling it. It's just, uh, I didn't like that. That was my thing. Uh, let's see, AJ versus Rusev. Hey, I was excited about this match because it's different. You don't see this every day. And Rusev is fantastic. Needs to get a push. Um, AJ won. Uh, Aiden English is kind of on the outs with Rusev right now. Uh, very decent match, but um, they're trying to get. Aiden English and Rusev back together and then get Lana back on that train so they're a whole big group again. Uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, questions? Wait, why are they on the outs? I think I'm missing. So they were on the outs because Aiden English has been sort of a detriment to Rusev in matches recently. Oh, okay. Like Rusev would lose and it would be kind of Aiden English's fault. Yeah. And it wouldn't be like he's trying to be a detriment. It's just kind of happening that way. Okay. Accidentally. Yeah, because I think at Extreme Rules he took the turnbuckle off. Yes. Right? Yeah. And he was trying to help Rusev, but it ended up, AJ yeah. ended up putting Rusev into that turnbuckle somehow. Um, but a good match. Decent match. Uh, I enjoy Rusev. I think he's great. And I think we're going to see more of them because we get uh, AJ now at um, SummerSlam, and I believe he's facing Samoa Joe. And that'll be interesting because they have a lot of TNA history. Yep. And uh, if they let them have a TNA-style match, which I don't see, they're, they're going to have a WWE-style match that's going to lead to a lot more WWE-style matches, in my opinion. Mm. But that could be a good match, though. Now, uh, real quick, the main event was for the Intercontinental Championship. That was interesting. Seth Rollins against Dolph Ziggler in the 30-minute Iron Man match where the crowd was actually the biggest proponent of this match because when you put a clock up in the arena, all they want to do is count down to zero and make the Royal Rumble buzzer noise. Ah, I don't know. You pay a ticket, you can do whatever you want. I thought it was interesting, but it kind of took away from the match, and you could see it taken away from the guys um, where they just kind of went into rest hold after rest hold at some point in time. So did, we you, guys, did you hear the audio of them talking, Seth Rollinson and, yes. and Dolph? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they were not, they were not quiet about it. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they were main eventing a show. They got a chance to main event a pay per view and an intercontinental title match. It was a good match overall. But what do you guys think, Big Ugly? You talked about the audio. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, um, I think it was like you know Rollins and, and and Dolph Ziggler were going back and forth in the ring about they should have left the clock on, or, you know, um, and how it got worse when they took the clock. The clock off. Yeah. Um, well, they're doing an, uh, they're doing an Iron Man match. They got to be able to see that clock. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, they got the ref to let. They them got the ref, it. but the ref needs to see the clock too, unless he's just getting fed through the earpiece. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But so, but go on. I, I would say, is is given today and the I don't know the the, the attention span of today's audience and, and all of this is like is should we even be doing Iron Man matches? Yeah. You know, it's. You know, some things are just better left in the past. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like this might be one of them. Mm -hmm. Like, this is an era of high spots and just getting everything quick. Sure. You know, um, and watching those nice, you know, uh, hour-long Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels things just <laughs> ain't for this generation. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, generations change. You know, wrestling isn't the same 
in the seventies, you know, or, you know, as it is now. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. Very true. Jam and Jay, and he mentioned uh, the Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12, Brett and Sean. I think you and I actually watched that together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were we were engrossed yeah. in that. I mean, there was no social media, internet at that time, but we were engrossed in every second of that. Yeah. And there were no falls at all for the entire hour, and it mm-hmm. went into overtime, actually. Mm-hmm. So do you agree? I mean, is the attention span different? I mean... Sadly, yes, I yeah. do agree. I wish it wasn't, because I love an Iron Man match. I think maybe it can still work on the NXT level, possibly, because mm-hmm. they can they do some different stuff there. They have a different style. Mm-hmm. But I think on the main roster, it just doesn't work anymore, sadly. Hmm. It just doesn't. Yeah, and the attention span went to the crowd. I mean, they were trying to get into the match at one point in time, but I, I honestly, when they were just the Royal Rumble buzzer with the clock and the way they were doing that every every time the clock counted yeah. down. And I have to admit, I fell asleep during this match. I was uh, watching on delay. For me, it was about 1 o'clock in the morning, and uh, I nodded off and woke up at the very end. And Fair enough. Probably won't go back and watch, watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Iron Man matches do work because you refereed one. I did. That worked a couple the years one ago. Last dance. And that did not seem like a half hour. That blew by real fast. That Absolutely. was an exciting match. And uh, that seemed like, I mean, there was a story being told in that match yeah. more, but that was a built up story over several years. I mean, this story was kind of built up over it, a couple of months. Exactly. But it, it's an indie crowd, too. We had, you know, exactly. 650 people in the building as opposed to 15,000 people. In the Pittsburgh arena, so it's a right. That's, and, and and on top of that, you know, there's just so many factors that play into it. Because then, along with that indie crowd compared to WWE crowd, you also got to think about the length of the actual pay per view as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going on. It was in the main event, right? Yeah. So people have already been there for hours. Pre-show started at six, right. and it exactly. was ten thirty. It was ten something, and now you got to sit and watch an Iron Man match, which an Iron Man match, especially like now. As a you know, as the was it Smarks, you know, mm-hmm. you know that they're just going to do stuff to draw this match out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. so, it it already in your mind, you're already thinking to yourself like they're just going to draw this thing out. There's, it's like they got to go the full thirty minutes. So it's like there's no surprise. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any just like you know surprise ending to the match. It's mm-hmm. like All right, I know I'm going to have to sit here for thirty minutes and watch this thing. You know, true. So with all of that now, that's why I say like I just mm-hmm. don't think on the main stage Iron Man matches are the best for yep. WWE. It's it's just the it's just different now. Agreed. Yep. Yep. I think it, yeah, I think you agree, and I, I don't mind. And thank you for bringing up one last day. And shout sure. out to uh, the Deacon Deacon Storm and uh, the TJ. Uh, I think he's called uh, Tal- Taladius. Uh, Tiberius. Tiberius. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, Tiberius Styles, they are um, on the AF tour uh, right now in Ocean City because um, they're celebrating. Uh, always a reason to celebrate with those two. Follow them on Facebook, you'll find out what I'm talking about. Tiberius, TJ, he cut his hair, man. So he used to have the red and black dreads. He cut the dreads? Cut them all off. Oh, He's now wow. got my haircut. Wow. Yeah, man. Believe that? That was like his signature look. He yeah. cut the locks. Check it out on Facebook. When That's you see him on Facebook, crazy. you'll see there's a picture of his hair on the ground, like dead. And then you'll see the next picture of him, and he's, you know, bald. He's got the one all oh, over wow. the I was like, oh my God, that's different. Man. So you talk about Constable Corbin cutting his hair. I think this was more impactful for me, uh, TJ Sex <laughs> cutting his hair, because that was a trademark. Yeah, that's, yep. yeah. So maybe there's a hair versus hair match somewhere in the future, but uh, now he can't lose because he's got no <laughs> hair. 
But hey, um, it's been a great first segment. We will come back and sort of preview SummerSlam in a shorter segment. Uh, before we go, any other tangents? Because uh, we're going to go to an interview now. Any other tangents or anything else you want to mention about Extreme Rules or anything else that we talked about so far? A quick Hulu tangent. Hulu! So I'm, I watch other things on Hulu that are not cut. Sure. They do, but they do stick commercials because I'm cheap. I pay for the cheapest plan. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. And I'm watching it, and there's this commercial for GetRoman.com. So I'm like, holy crap, maybe, maybe Vince is doing something to try to get Roman over.com. No, it's for it's for ED. <laughs> ED. Oh my like, god! Game events. You should have registered that domain. Right. You <laughs> should have registered. Get Roman, man. I'm telling you what. And uh, you know, hey, it's um, you know, a lot, lot of things happening in the world. Uh, you know, football starting back up. Baltimore Ravens. We actually had the Baltimore Brigade that was in the Arena Bowl, the 31th annual. I never heard of Arena Bowl in my life, but uh, they they faced the Washington Valor, and the Washington Valor had the worst record in the uh, arena. Uh, football over the year, but they won the Arena Bowl, so I'm not sure how that all works out. Wow. Um, but it was right there at the Royal Farms Chicken Box, and that was fun. So good stuff so far. Hey, why don't we take a quick break, regroup? We'll come back and talk about SummerSlam in the third segment. But we are going to have an exclusive interview with Evan Atlas, the full-time beast, and Athena Sky, the goddess, coming straight up right after this break. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I had to do that to start this podcast because that is my favorite theme music of all time. Welcome, Evan Atlas, the full-time beast to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, Mikey D. Pleasure to be here, sir. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, glad to have you in the mansion. Glad you fit through the door being the full-time beast and all jacked up. I mean, you fit through the mansion door, so that's good. I managed. I turned a little sideways. Okay. Squeezed on through. Turn, yeah. turn that son bitch sideways. Turn bitch <laughs> sideways. Put a little Vaseline on it. Slide it right on Well, in. all right. This is go. dirty and ugly, so we can talk about that. There we go. And as you can hear laughing in the background, the goddess Athena Sky. Welcome to the mansion. Thank you. I probably laugh half the time. You can laugh. Okay. I mean, it's dirty and it's ugly, but it's also funny. Okay. So please laugh. Uh, and you guys came together uh, here to the mansion, so we appreciate that. Um, and we're going to talk about that here on the podcast because the world of professional wrestling brings out some interesting couplings, uh, interesting marriages, actually, as it were, um, and uh, interesting divorces. I'm divorced. You're not divorced. We're, we're not. I'm divorced. But that's all right. That's dirty and that's ugly. That's for another podcast. So, hey, guys. Yeah, that was a great theme song. And we were talking about this offline. Apparently, there's a vulgar version to that theme song. You want to talk a little bit about that? It's rather vulgar. Yeah? Uh, do you want me to say all the words? No, no. No. Uh, I mean, it's dirty and it's ugly. I mean, there's it's a few f words. It's rather a few, yeah. per se. Yeah. I mean, maybe like, like every, seventy-five. Every seventy-five. Word, Did you count them? The f word. No. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. If there was close there's to a seventy-five. Lot. That's a lot of f words. Good, but I mean, it's all versions are awesome. I mean, like I said, there's the remix version, there's mm-hmm. the vulgar version. They're all great. That's a lot so of I versions. I would recommend if you liked what you heard a little bit here. Check them all out. It just works out because you are the full-time beast. I know. Uh, you know, and that's good. Because we have some part-time beasts in this business. Brock Lesnar, he's a part-time <laughs> beast. Uh, I always think of that when we I, I announce you guys. Because SWO Pro Wrestling, that's what we do. And yeah. uh, York and uh, Seven Valleys. And we're going to talk about that. But I always think about that. You're always the full-time beast. Yeah. And you're always the goddess. 
Athena Sky. Maybe. Are you the full time <laughs> goddess? I don't. I don't think I'm full time. Okay. Like full time, real part time sort of goddess. <laughs> okay. That's too much to say when I announce you out there. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just I'll write it down for you. Okay. Yeah. As long as I can understand your handwriting. I can't even understand mine half the time. Okay. But, you know, as I can understand it. You probably have good handwriting. Think probably. so? Mom, yeah. What do you think, Evan? It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. bad. Yeah? It's that bubbly girl writing. So, yes. you know, all the... Are there hearts on top of the eyes no, and things like no that? Heart. No, there's no hearts. So she doesn't do any of that kind of... Just bubbly? Girly crap. Just bubbly and nice <laughs> and flowing, you know? So it's really nice handwriting. Thank you. And we're, we talk about a lot on this podcast. I'm glad this is where this one's going. Yeah. Um, so, and I didn't even say welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We just started it off with a song. Is that okay? I mean, that's the first time we've ever done that. I mean, I think it kind of, I mean... It just good. fit. It just sounds great to me, so why not? I mean, I hear that song all the time. Yeah. And it always gets me ready to go. So, so you're ready to go it. now. Let's go for it. Fantastic. So welcome again. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, SWO Pro Wrestling is where I met uh, both of you, actually. I mean, I, I've met you at different places, different times, uh, yeah. but uh, the SWO you're Pro Wrestling. You were actually the referee you. for my first match ever. Really? My debut night. You were the referee in the gauntlet match that, we, that I was involved with with uh, Insane Sam. That's right. Rest um, in peace, shout, Sam. But yes, but wait. Shout out to Sam. Sam, absolutely. You were the ref, and that was uh, Columbia. Yeah, it was in Columbia. Columbia, Columbia Pennsylvania. Consolidated Fire Department. Wow! Shout out to them too, because okay. I had my first and only SWO match in that building. Undefeated. Oh my gosh. I am undefeated. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that is I right. I think I met you at SWO. I feel like I met you before that, maybe at ACW. ACW. Yeah. Shout out to uh, James Ellsworth, the intergender champion of the world. Yeah. SWO. Also uh, known as Jimmy to me. <laughs> you right. We all know him as Jimmy. Uh, he, he's a booker, promoter. He's hired us both on. Uh, did you? You haven't worked at ACW? I, I just worked ACW their most recently recent in show Hanover. in Hanover. Okay. So yeah, they, they had a Hanover show there, and he was there. He tagged up with Gilbert. Yeah. Uh, but I met him. I met Jimmy probably five, six years ago mm -hmm. at PWA mm -hmm. when he was, you know, still pretty Jimmy, pretty Jimmy Dream. Right. So, I've known him for a long time, too. Yeah. yeah, I think I met him way back then, uh, after EWA, but I was doing that for a while, but ACW, I think. So we all get around this world of independent professional wrestling. Yes, we do. It's fun. But now it all culminates, it seems with us anyway, in SWO. So let's throw that out there. I'm going to kind of jump around. I got notes. You know, this is a professional podcast. We got notes. There you go. Um, so let's talk about and uh, shirts. Notes and shirts. Shirts, right? Like we got that. shirts. Shout out to CM Funk. And also coasters. Coasters, uh, coasters. stationery, you do. Thank you very much, and uh, thank you for using them on this uh, mansion table that we have here. Yes. You're welcome, Todd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and a shout out to my illustrious girlfriend, Kristen, for doing all of this wonderful stuff. Uh, stationery. Nice. She is the illustrious. She's the stationery now. How about that? Uh, nice job, Kristen. Absolutely. I need, okay, just so that your yeah. girlfriend can hear, Kay. I need her to come to a show so that I can meet her. Okay, so uh, I'm sure she will be doing that sometime in the near future, uh, and uh, we can talk about the next show that we're going to do. I mean, there's a couple of shows in between when we're talking about this, but August the 18th, Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania, yes. the SWO Summer Series 3, Three. mind you. Um, you guys have been at the last couple of summer series, I do believe. I've been there, too. I've been at all of them. You've been all of them? All three? All of them. Well, yeah. the two of them so far. Two that have happened, yes. SWO has been around for a long time, yeah. before they started you know, numbering their shows. Yeah, I think but, we, yeah, we just had, what, our 17th anniversary? Yeah. Show not wow. long ago. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have you been around for all 17? No, you can't, no, because you uh, had your debut match exactly, with yeah, me, yeah. But and I, I haven't been around. It is funny to think that, like, the SWO first started out as purely, like, a joke. 
Okay, elaborate on that. Well, Wolfman, who is, you know, the owner. Owner, owner right. He's newly won owner because he okay. won it back. Yes, he's been From newly, Ace Dallas. He's the newly, once again, owner of the SWO. He started it, you know, back in 2000, 2001. Yeah. And it was just because he's had so many years in the business. Mm-hmm. And there was some kind of, something going on, a fundraiser for somebody or something. And they asked him to put on a show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, I guess I can. And he just got a ring together and just... Wound up calling the show SWL. SWL. And then ever since there, it just kind of just built and built and built, and here we are today. And here we are. Has it always stood for Susquehanna Wrestling Organization? Do you believe? Or did he just come up with those letters? I think and just that's say, what it was called, but um, in, in the very beginning, also Stu, Stu McKenzie. Okay. He's also the Grand, the grand Wizard. Uh, yes, right. He's, uh, it was also stood for Stu's World Order. <laughs> I thought it was Stu Leffer. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, on Facebook, if you want to follow him, it's Stu Lepo. Stu Lepo, but it's yeah. so oh, wrestling that. name, Stu McKenzie. He's, oh, okay, I gotcha. Okay. I like it. So, Stu's World Order, I mean, yeah, the, the, it just makes, from where it was then to where it is now. Exactly. I leaps, mean. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. For sure. Well, since I've been there, leaps and bounds. Yeah. And for independent wrestling, I mean, it's it's great when you can pull in anywhere in between 100 and 200 people in different venues. Yes. Mm-hmm. And all of these people on the card that we've had up and down, at least for the past couple of years especially, uh, you know, busting their ass yeah. to just put on a product. And yeah. each show tells a story, and there's several stories inside every show. Yeah. So uh, the evolution, uh, that's one of your t-shirts that you wore out of the ring, the evolution yeah. of Evan Atlas. So you were Evan Atlas at the beginning. That was your name? Uh, my no. very, very first wrestling gimmick uh, was with Luke Brawny. Right, was a, that's right. It was a uh, it was a lumberjack character. Yes, it was a lumberjack character because I ordered my wrestling gear and ordered my gear, my trunks, my boots, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. I got it all, and then you know, told obviously it doesn't come in. It's on Amazon. It doesn't come in sure. two, two days. Sure. It takes, you know, three, four months. To it takes make a, forever. Yes, yeah. Three, four months to make a pair of boots, send, <laughs> send them to you. So, like, I, a month after I, like, completed my training, mm-hmm. I was on a show. Wow. Like, just... That's pretty quick. Yeah, just bam. I was like, hey, you're working this, this, and this, so you got something together? And I was like, uh, I guess I can come up with something. <laughs> So I was like, I guess I can wear jeans and boots and cut off a flannel shirt and I'll just be a lumberjack guy. That worked. We haven't seen a lumberjack in professional wrestling in a long time. I know. So, I was a lumberjack for eight, nine months or mm-hmm. so and it actually got over. It did. It got over a whole lot. I would have guys, or not guys, but fans bring like the brawny t- uh, paper towel stuff and, <laughs> throw, and throw them at me all the time. It was just what a gimmick. Was a fun little time, yeah. I mean, for indie wrestling, that's great. That, that just plays to the fans. Exactly. And uh, the goddess, Athena Sky, you, you haven't always been the goddess. I have not. So you've gone through an evolution as well. I have. So yes. talk about that. So, well, I started out as um, Siren, which right. was, I did not come up with that name. It was actually um, Logan, which is... Loge. Yeah. He's, what's his... Um, Jason so Jason Scythe. Drake. Jason, well, Jason Scythe, yes, but Jen, now right. Jason, Jason Drake. Jason Drake. He actually came up with that for me. And, you had the red um, hair, though. I did. I mean, it was... Yeah, and I was with yeah. Riot City, so... Riot City. That's where I, I came from. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of... You know, Shout out to Riot City, all the boys on yeah. there. Thank you. So I, you know, I actually, that's how I came to come to SWO, because mm-hmm. I went with... Yeah. Riot City. Gotcha. And then Riot City kind of broke off and did their own thing, but you stuck around. 
I did, yeah. And you're still here. I'm still here. And, and you and Evan uh, sort of know each other. Yeah. Sort of. As a shoot. <laughs> I mean, as a shoot, as a gimmick, as a, you know, yeah, we... You, you, got, you guys, uh, you know, she is your manager, your second, you know, and she's also her, uh, a wrestler herself because she will be uh, at this August 18th show that's coming up, Sovereign yeah. Series 3, going for the SWO Women's Championship yeah. in a triple threat match against the champion, Kimberly Spirit, and also the lovely... Lovely. She, lovely. she is lovely, Sarah lovely Morton. Sarah Morton. <laughs> I, th- I thought you two were going to create a friendship here at the last show. I thought you guys were on the same page. Doesn't look like that's the case. No. It Sarah, did kind of. Sarah Didn't it, though? Morgan, yeah. it, 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 would, it would look that way. But Sarah Morgan does that. Mm-hmm. She, she manipulates. Kind of, I was just going to say yeah, that. She, mani- she manipulates... There's a stutter. <laughs> manipulates <laughs> the um, situation. Yeah. And then, I mean, because I was with... Um, What's his face? Let's see here. Here it is too. What's his face? Nate. Ace, Ace Dallas. Dallas. Ace Dallas. Shout out to the Almighty Reverend. I was Ace Dallas and Sarah Morgan, and she kind of flipped on me then. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust her. No, I don't trust her. What about Sarah Kimberly Morgan's Spirit? She's very bubbly. She is very bubbly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're both good people now, I suppose. You think so? And I think so. Mm-hmm. And she's very over, and the fans just love yeah. her. Next gen. Next gen is, big a, time. is yeah. a big thing. So what do you do to overcome all of that? How do you win the championship in a triple threat match? How do you eliminate one of your opponents to pin the other? And who do you even go for? What do you? What is your strategy? Or do you want to divulge that on the podcast? I don't, you know what? I don't even know what my strategy is. But hmm. Maybe take out... Kimberly Spirit, because she's just, like, little pocket-sized. So I'm probably, like, five inches taller than her. Yeah. But she's so adorable that I just need to take her out, get rid of her, and then me and the lovely Sarah Morgan can brawl it out. Yeah. And it's going to be a brawl. Triple threat rules. I mean, there's no count-outs, no disqualifications here. Uh, But, uh, hey, check this out. Okay, Chris Burns. All right? We know Chris Burns. Yeah, he's yeah. been in and, in and out of jail on our podcast. He's been in and out of the mansion <laughs> for months. It's, a, it's an ongoing saga. But he faced Kimberly Spirit for Old the Burns. Women's Championship. Cole Burns, yep. Oh, okay, so Chris Burns is a man, as far as I understand, right? Yes. Okay. As yeah. far as we know. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've refereed him. I've ring announced him. You've wrestled him I've in the ring. Him so times, you've kind of so. felt up against him as you <laughs> body slammed him. Yep. So this you is can. The dirty part. I'm this talking. is the dirty part. I can go on record and okay. saying that as far as I, as far as I know, he does wrestle in leather pants. Yeah. But as far as I know, he's a man. Okay, but he wrestled for the women's championship. How do, how, do you find this? I'm going to ask you, Athena Sky. Do you find this insulting that a man is going for a women's championship, or do you just find it? You know what? This is this is this is Chris Burns. This is what he does. I just find it kind of hilarious. Yeah. I just think it's funny, and I. I, I like it because it's something different. You, you don't see that very right. often. And intergender is very in right now. It's true. And Shout out to Jamie again. <laughs> James <laughs> <Yes>. Ellsworth. <laughs> yes. Shout out to him. But um, I think that that's really an in, in thing right now. She whooped and his ass. She did. <laughs> so she did. maybe I should be more afraid of her than I am. Yeah, you might. I mean, but this was Chris Burns. I mean, this wasn't Athena Sky. Most of what we've seen from Athena Sky, you know, there have been a couple of mixed tag team matches and there's been a couple of things, but we haven't been able to see everything from Athena Sky yet. Evan Atlas, what do you think? Do you think she's got it in her? I think she has it in the bag. I mean, because we have seen her wrestle Ace Dallas. We have seen her wrestle El Robo Loco with an awesome victory. That is very true. And we also just have a victory over Sarah Morgan and Mrs. Van Valley. 
in an intergender tag match. The intergender match, and, right. And then if you look at her tail of the tape with everyone else's tail of the tape, mm-hmm. I mean, she's obviously the most athletic. Okay. She's the most... She's the most, <laughs> most? She's the most well-rounded of a, of a wrestler, of a performer. Mm. I mean, she's also the prettiest. But I mean, she's well, just, you know, you might be biased on that one. A little bit. Well, what about that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but the lovely Sarah Morgan is lovely because that's very what we lovely. call her. You know, and Kimberly Spirit. She just, I, I gotta say, she's very bubbly, but she's also yeah, very, she's very cunning, bubbly, very peppy, very you know. As she far is as very she, cunning. Yeah. From so, what I've seen of her, she's you know she's got it down packed as well. So yeah. I think it's going to be actually a really entertaining. I, I can't wait. Three way to watch. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm August excited 18th, it. right? And Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. Seven Valleys puts on a lot of good shows. Summer Series three. Lots of good stuff has happened at Summer Series. You've. Uh, I, I used to have a list of your credentials, Evan. Yeah. I, it used to be like the most most hated wrestler, most uh, you know match most of the year wrestler. You, you know, yeah. winner of the Susquehanna Super Cup. Yeah. You know, at some point in time, yeah. former SWO like, heavyweight yeah. unlimited champion. Yeah, you know. So now you're you know from York, Pennsylvania, two hundred thirty one pounds, give or take, depending on you know. Yeah, how jacked you are on that any certain day? Balking or cutting, bro. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know the full time beast Evan Atlas. So what is what are you going to be doing at uh, Summer Series? Do we know yet? I actually do not know. Hmm. I mean, I you'll be there. Normally, normally I'd like I'll know a couple of days, you know, a week or so in advance if it's going to be like something big going on. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now I have no idea what's happening. Hmm. But I mean, I, all my Summer Series matches, I believe I'm. Undefeated. I think I was just about to say that. My first one, I was actually champion, and uh, Mm -hmm. it was a four-way. Yep. It was Chris Burns, Davey Havoc, and um, Simon Rhyme. Simon Rhyme. Yeah, it was a four-way, and I was victorious there. And then the last one I faced, Red Scorpion. Red Scorpion. He was a very formidable opponent. Ring of Honor superstar now, all over the world. All over the place. Good stuff. Defeated him, last one. and So I think I'm going in, you know, 2-0, and... Gonna make it three and zero. Gonna make it three and zero. So yeah. as many summer series as they keep having, you're gonna stay undefeated. That's the I'm idea. Do my very very best. There you go. What do you think? Do you uh, think he'll stay undefeated, Athena Sky? Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on, but of course he's going to. Okay. Um, and especially with the fans behind us now, I think that that is definitely encouraging and. Uplifting yeah. and it helps you kind of do your thing. Which is interesting. The fans can always cheer and boo who for whoever they want. They pay yeah. a ticket, you know, that's what they do. But they booed both of you. Yes. Yeah. Almost out of the building oh, on yeah. several occasions. I've been called many names. Yes. Not some of which we can't repeat <laughs> on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast. I've been booted worst most hated yeah. person in the building, yeah. So I mean it's I think over over time. You know, the fans become loyal, and they see that, okay, okay, you're not going anywhere. You know, yeah. you're not, you know, you're not leaving us. You're here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. We know when we come to a show, we're going to see you, mm-hmm. and we're going to see your level of entertainment, your level of professionalism, and it's going to be a great show, because that's what you always um, provide us with. Yeah. So, over the time, I think they just kind of, eventually, it's like, even when they hated us, I think it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, like they loved sure. to hate us, Sure. now they just love to love us, so... <laughs> Because I'm okay with that. you still have those people that want to cheer for the heels, or mm-hmm. you know, like they still want to love yeah. you, or give you, you know, they put a sign out and I rip it to shreds, or you know, whatever. Right. But because mm-hmm. I say you guys haven't changed your personality much as it when it comes no. out to being out in the ring or the ringside yeah. area. Yeah. You guys are kind of doing the same thing, but the fans are behind you now. Yeah, I'm not as sarcastic as I 
Um, as yeah. a PO, but you know, I say you you've uh, dealt with bit, me several still, times as exactly, a ring announcer yeah. and referee. Uh, you always yeah. you know told me there was something wrong with the turnbuckles, that and turnbuckle. I always believed you. you. It's probably still it's the only one. It's and damaged. It's, I'm telling you. Yeah, okay? it feels damaged. It looks damaged. Okay, just and I can get in and do my thing and just take, take care of it. Don't look distract her. me too. No, she would distract me too. She would you know be flaunting whatever she has. All, all of this uh, as you talk about and flaunting it and distracting me and then telling me about. The turnbuckles. You you that's you what you do, but yeah. you know that's how you. Are you going to be supporting her on? Uh, oh yes. The 18th Avenue. I'm excited about yes. that. I'm excited for him to be my manager. So um, he's going to be in your corner. Yeah. Has yes, that right? Yep. I'm Is Ace Dallas going to be in the lovely Sarah Morgan's corner? I oh, think. I would. Or so. possibly the vicious Van Valley himself. I would assume they would I be out there. I think they are. Yeah. And I would assume Next Gen would be, we'll be out backing there as well. out. There. Oh, I don't want to deal with Next Gen. So, I mean, it's just one of them. I mean, we don't need all four out oh, there. Oh, no, we don't. Yeah, that's a lot we of people. I mean, I have no issues with those guys. They're funny. They're entertaining. They're, they're hilarious. Cool. But, I mean. They're going to have their own business to take care they of. they got a lot going on. they got the cosplay, uh, the cosplay tag team. Yes. Right. And, and that's got, for the tag team championships, yeah, I believe, then, against Order 66, yeah, right? And then, Ken's, and then Ken Andrews has the, uh, the cash-in with uh, Leo Sweet. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, and that's pretty show. exciting that he's uh, taking the time to say he's going to cash that in yeah, instead very of respectful. Very yeah, and respectful. that's because he could have easily snuck in last month. Yeah. after his awesome match that Ken had with Zach Belmont. Oh my he goodness! Advantage of that rolled him right up and got. The he's the beast slayer. Yeah, he is you had a fantastic player. feud yeah. with he him earlier in this yeah, year, he is. and he actually did slay you. He uh, did. There was a lot of series of matches, but ultimately. Yeah. You know, he, he is an up-and-comer. He's about 155 to your 231. Yeah, my 231, but he actually did. He got he got the job done. Wow. What did you think of that I feud, Athena? Did you, did you enjoy watching those two go at each other? Yeah, I mean, it's it was something different because it's not usual for him to have, like, such long of, of a feud. Sure. But you usually just take care of him, get him done, and move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first one he got me, it was a surprise. Yeah. Out of nowhere, I mean, I went for a diving forearm, he moved, I caught the rope, and then he rolled me up. One, Roll two, three, up, one, two, three. Board. And then our second match, I maybe went a little overboard. And, uh, just you think? Beat the crap out of him, I feel bad about it now, but at the time. And then our third match, he got it. Yep. No, right, our third match, we pinned each other. You pinned each other, so yeah. he... Mutual one, pins. Yeah, right. the fourth one, he got it. He so, got it, hey, yeah. Good for so, him. I four series of matches, and each one different, each one more interesting than the next. So, I mean, yeah. and for professional wrestling, for indie professional wrestling, that's yeah. great to take a feud that far. And took oh, it yeah. over a couple different venues. Yeah. You know, Seven Valleys. Um, yep. Started in Red Lion. Red Lion. Then it ended at Red Lion. Yeah. So. He's really up and coming. He really he is. He's very, very talented. Came very close yeah. to winning that unlimited yeah. heavyweight that championship, too. great. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, I gotta tell you, if you're looking for, you know, a product to watch, I mean, I, I, promote, a, I promote a lot of different uh, podcasts, a lot of different indie wrestlings, but I tell you, SWO Pro Wrestling, if you get out to Pennsylvania, it's a great price, it's a great crowd, everybody loves what they're doing, and everybody loves to watch the show. Start every show off with the national anthem, you know, uh, it, it's a lot of tradition, but then a lot of hard work, yeah. and just a lot of entertainment, yeah. see it. I want to go back um, one year, almost, so talking about Ken Andrews, actually, you had a match with Ken Andrews, I I think it was for the Susquehanna Super Cup, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I've had many matches with Kenny. I mean, the one specifically that I'm remembering went back and forth and back and forth, and there was, you know, you almost tore his leg off uh, with the ankle lock, and it just, I, I wanted to say that was a fantastic series of matches too. Yeah. You know, with Ken Andrews, and he's 
He's a hard worker. I yeah. mean, he's great to work with. Yeah, Ken and I can always tear it up in there. Always. I, I just say he can. Yeah. Either one of you can pretty much get it in there with anybody and just yeah. kind of work it up and work a program. And whether it's one match or whether it's a series of matches. Yeah, I've, that's something I definitely pride myself on. Fantastic. Very good. Um, let's move on a little bit further. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier in the podcast. So you guys, uh, how did you two find each other professionally? And then how did you two find each other personally? Very interested to know. And, and, and there is one little tidbit. I'm sorry I did not make it to the wedding, but there's one little tidbit about your wedding that I love that I'm going to steal if and when I ever get married again. And you probably know what I'm talking about, but go ahead. Um, just how did you find each other professionally first? Well, we kind of found each other professionally and personally all at the same time all at the same time i mean because i first met her she'll say she'll she'll swear don't swear on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast the end of the world that we met in seven valley we Mm -hmm. did i will swear the end of the world that we met in columbia because i had the hardest time finding it i walked in i got lost yeah i walked in you had a red crop top on you had jean capris and white flip-flops in columbia i saw you and i was like well all right you know (laughs) it's not true <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then ever since then, I mean, we every show we'd be at together, well, we just find a way to talk. Mm-hmm. But you just had be about anything and me. everything. You had reached out to me when we did Uprising. We're talking about the beginning of us, and I was uh, going to go into that. But oh, if you okay. want okay, to go, go ahead, you want to go into the middle go part. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> then we would just you know have little conversations here and there during the show or whatnot, and then with things with her felt with Ride City, and we were just starting uh, Uprising, mm-hmm. which is the it was. Sort of like the NXT it, yeah. Yeah. of yeah. SWO. It was planned to be our NXT, our developmental for all, all of our new trainees because we had a, a boatload of mm-hmm. young talent come in uh, for us all to train and get ready to go on to the, you know, up and... Up wow. And yeah. Yeah. Up and coming, you know, sure. better level of wrestling. Yeah. So and I reached out to her because she was right around that same experience level and then... She got a hold of me, and I started training her, and then kind of just led into one thing, and then there you go. Okay, yeah. so that's the beginning. How about the middle? Go back into what you were talking about there, yeah, Athena so Sky. Yeah, she had kind of um, reached out to me and said, hey, um, hey, 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 girl, hey. <laughs> on Facebook Messenger, and was like, you know, I'm having, you know, we're having this uprising show, and it was a couple months, like, you know, before that, and said, like I'd like to have you on there, and I was like, I'm a little nervous, but okay. So um, I wrestled Jess Law that night, mm-hmm. and um, and that was at Columbia. Yeah. Although that's not the first place that we met. <laughs> and so we kind of just um, talked from there, and I still needed a little bit of training, so um, I went up and trained, and I commuted. Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday to train mm-hmm. with yeah. Evan. Yeah, she did. And then it kind of just built on that, and mm-hmm. we became more than that. And then more than that, and now you're married. Now here yeah. we are. Husband and wife. Now we're married, we got a house, we got a dog, we got three cats that she won't take ownership of, but hey, we have them. Wow. I love them, so, you know. That's awesome. Well, what part of, I'm, I'm curious to see what part of the wedding that you want to steal. Yeah. Okay, so there was a theme music that was played. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. absolutely glorious. glorious. Yeah. 
And that was, I, I kind of watched that video a lot of times. So if you see a lot of views on that on Facebook, it's probably me. All right, I actually saved it. And um, I, I miss, I'm sorry I missed the wedding for a lot of reasons, but that's the main reason because <laughs> I'm marked out for that. I literally don't remember that part. Were you intoxicated at the time? No. no we had a dry we, wedding. We had a dry wedding. That's, I respect that a lot. Yeah. Respect that a lot. That was uh, my one, one, one of the times I was going to get married. <laughs> this is really getting dirty and ugly now. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, that was something that I suggested, but unfortunately, um, the person uh, I was from with the, the least dry person in existence, so there, that was never going to happen. Uh, but anyway, I respect that. That's very good. Yeah. And you guys are together now, and you're not only together personally, but also still professional. You're backing yep. each other up. Yep. Well, we weren't originally... Cool. Um, together in wrestling. Okay. Either. Oh, yeah. You are now, but... We now are we now. Are. You are not paired together. I have been, you know, a bad person for a long time. You heel. And he was... Yeah, you when know, you face. first... Yeah, when you first... So I was heel and he was face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you and first then, broke in with us, yeah, you were heel. I was face. Yeah. Which do you prefer, by the way? That's, I love this question. Do you prefer working heel or face, Evan? You're uh, face now, so be careful. Yeah, I'm a face now, and I love it because all the little kids like me. And I think that's awesome. The little atlases? Yeah, and I think it's awesome because, you know, like some of those kids, they don't get to go to WWE. They don't get to go to the big shows and see, like, their sure. actual wrestling heroes. Mm -hmm. So for them to come see us and us put a smile on their face is awesome. Mm -hmm. But for our crowd, I love right right now being a face. Mm -hmm. But for new crowds, I love being a heel because it's so easy to be a heel and suck, just suck them in. Yeah. I mean, it's it, once you have your heel down packed, mm -hmm. it's... it's Cake. Far none. It's cake work. But it's a lot harder when you go out there, you know, 6'2", 230, mm -hmm. rather good-looking guy, <laughs> to get them to want to cheer you. The guys want to hate you yeah. because their girls are looking at you sure. or whatever. And it's just a lot easier to be the bad guy. I hear you. Always. What about you, Athena? Um, I'd like to say that it's fun for a little while being a heel. It is entertaining, and you can be snarky, and... but. Me, personally, this is kind of funny. I don't know how many times I've admitted this, but I don't like to pick on people's appearances or anything mm -hmm. like that because I, I would never want to be that person sure. to make someone feel bad about themselves. Right. You know, because you can call someone stupid, and that's subjective. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, so sometimes, like, it's mentally draining to be a heel because you're thinking of all of these, you know, insults, but not insults. Sure. You know, and yeah. I know that some heels definitely aren't above you know, using whatever they yeah, can. Oh, yeah. That's so cheap. It's, like, it's really cheap. And then, you know, being heat. a face, yeah. it is, like, on a subconscious level, it just feels better. Yeah. It feels better to have people cheering for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And personally, I feel like being a manager, it's a little bit, this is terrible to say, it's a little bit easier to be a face manager because, you know, you, for me, it's fairly easy to get the crowd at least in our, you know, in SWO, because they know us. Yeah. You know, it's easy to get the crowd up and um, sell. Well, you're a, face. personally, you're a overall just personally positive and happy person. I've always said that about you. you smile. I smile too much. <laughs> a lot. I don't mind smiling, but when you're a face, it makes I sense. I know. <laughs> but I'll try and say, you know, take that smile when you're a heel and try to make it sarcastic, and that's hard for you because it you're, is. you're a, you know, a, a personally positive person. So that's hard. Um, so I'm glad that you're a face now. You're playing to your strengths. That's great. Evan, I have some fun faces, though, when you, I'm a heel. <laughs> you, you do. And there's some pictures of them. Yeah. Uh, Christina Hungerford, you know, throwing out some pictures in SWO. Oh, sure. Check her out. Yeah. yeah. Vicious uh, Van Valley loves to make fun of others' faces and show everybody. Yeah. 
I mean, and it's great to go either way. And Evan, I've always said the nicest guys make the best heels. So, you know, you've always been, you know, cool squaring, square dealing with me all the way since you were a lumberjack. Yeah. You know, when I refereed your first match. But I always, you know, enjoyed your heel persona as well when you got out there. And even though you messed with me and, you know, kind of knocked me on my ass a few times, messed up my suit, you know, whatever you wanted (laughs) to do. I always fixed it afterwards. You did fix it. I would fix it afterwards and square your tie back up. You would. look nice and clean and crisp. And, uh, you know, even though that damn turnbuckle will never get fixed. Um, I probably got new ones. So I don't well, there know are new ones. ones. I don't know where the old one is. Maybe the SW Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, maybe, if there is maybe one. Maybe if you want to bust out the referee shirt one more time. I really would. I would be. Matches, I would I'll love that. I'll find that turnbuckle pad. I'll put it on there so we can <laughs> test it. For Even sure. as your face, can you make me look at that turnbuckle? I will. How do I you will. do that? I will. You're gonna just shake like you remember this. This is good just times, like, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Just come like on over hug here. Hug him and bring yeah. him over. That's but what I he did. He was always put his arm around me and be like talking to me, like all nice and everything. It's like yeah. you know, Mikey D. Come on. <laughs> I would love to have you rep one of my matches. Well, hey, I would. I've always got my gear with me. I was always taught from the very beginning. Yes. Always have your gear with me, so I yes, always indeed. have a referee shirt with me. So if it ever came down to it where there was a referee that was needed, um, and I always, I, I, I told. Uh, now, I only told Wolfman this, but I also told, you know, anybody who was, uh, to listen, in charge, because you got that, uh, that Sean guy who likes to get powerbombed and yeah. destroyed, and he's apparently in Ace Dallas's pocket yeah, with Sean the, Rollins. the Sean Rollins yeah. with the Praise Me practice. That little bastard. I mean, <laughs> so, he's, uh, he's very good at what he does, let's put it that way, but he is... You know, he's going to come to a point where, you know, Mikey D's going to have to pull out that shirt again. You might yeah. have to. I mean, well, let me, let's think here. Let's think here. Mike Orlando's German suplexed him. Pretty much out of the building. Almost out of the ring entirely. <laughs> uh, what? Then we had Zach Carlucci stun him. A couple times now. A bunch of times. Yeah. We have Jakey Jones clothesline him, yep. punch him. Knock him out. It's your all turn. All kinds of stuff, yeah. So it's my turn. It it's is. It's your turn to get on in there. I might have to. I got to start defending myself. You know, Alan Clayball. You know, kind of knocked me in the back of the head with a championship what belt. To him, man. You know, but he's uh, first of all. Yeah, he's. You remember he's, when he was all cute and nice and cool? AC Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've known yeah, him for He was a while. so cool, and now he's a jerk. <laughs> we trained together, and now he's just famous. Yeah. And you know what kind of happened yeah, after he turned into that jerk? That's how he, uh, you know, partly how he's got his shot on 205 Live with the WWE. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Maybe he took that. That was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, congrats and kudos to him. And absolutely. Also, uh, just recently, Bro Keller was on Bro 205 Live. He was on yeah. SmackDown or the main event. He was on like a, like three like three shows in a row. Just Awesome, that was man. fantastic. Yeah. And when you can get that nod from the WWE, when you're going up there and you're the extra talent in the back and you get asked to do anything, yeah. you know, James Ellsworth wrote a test of this, you get asked yeah. to do anything, you do it. You go, and you yeah. do it to the best of your ability. You never know what's going to happen to you in the future. Exactly. So, you know, maybe Alan Clayball took that personality a step too far, but that's why I say I might have to get physically involved one of these days because, you know, you 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 you, you tick me off. And then you see you saw what happened with um you know the gentleman back who liked to super kick everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh you know Dominic uh and he obviously he got his cuz mm-hmm. I'm undefeated. Yep. He kicked my head off in that match. Yep. He knocked me completely out. Mm-hmm. But uh and, and I got another th- shout out to Insane Sam cuz he actually dragged my limp ass away from that <laughs> ring <laughs> after that match was over in Columbia, yep. so. I saw that match. It was all you, Mike D. It was, was it all you. me? It was all you. I got a couple of shots in if I remember correctly and then I got you sh- did. You did. right in the face, but then I hooked up that small package. I hooked That's up right, that you ride. did. You pulled him right and in. And there it is. 1 2 you 3. You need another match and I think a lot of people would come from far 
far away. Just you think so? I think. Yeah. I think, if anything, it might be the Alan Clayball thing. You it's never really know. funny that we say that, because you remember after you had that Dominic Monroe match, I, you yeah. actually were looking to try to wrestle me? Because at that time, um, I was giving you a lot of crap you, well. Yeah, you know, and I needed to put you in your place, but it, did, it yeah. never happened it never for some happened. reason. It never happened. Never came to fruition. Uh, I don't know if it would now. Maybe I could. Uh, we yeah. could have an intergender six person tag team match yeah, I mean, where it would be the three of us exactly. yeah, yeah. against yeah. Uh, team up and, and taking on Alan Clayball and then Vicious Van Valley and, and Sarah, Sarah Morgan, Morgan. There we go. book it look at that, look at that. I would love go. to wrestle Alan Clayball I, I would I would like to meet him face to face instead of having him you know get me from behind with the, with the championship belt so that would be good you never know you never know. SWO, stranger things have happened. I do like the kind of fluidity um, when it comes to at least SWO. I'm not sure how other feds are, but mm. that, you know, you might be an announcer, you might be um, a referee, you might be a manager, you might be a wrestler, but you kind of blur those lines and do some different things. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I'm glad I can do that. It's um, just a lot of, uh, a lot of what do you call it, hats that I can wear. Yeah. But it's fun. Every single time I get out there, it's fun, and whatever's asked of me. I'm out there to do it, so fantastic. Well, uh, I tell you what, we're going to take it home, as they say here in the wrestling business. Ooh, um, home. We're going to take it home. Uh, I want to throw out one more uh, shout-out. You, you did mention Jess La um, yes. there. Um, shout-out to her, and also uh, Tim Rush, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Tim Rush, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 We've got to do that, and we're going to shout-out to them every little, single time. inside joke for you guys. Yeah. You know. And some of you may understand it, some of you may not. And, and uh, yeah, exactly. Jess Law has been on this podcast before, and Tim Rush was actually I listened to that uh, in the oh, background. I haven't heard it. You've got to check it out on yeah. the uh, archives of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling I also Podcast. I the Ace Dallas one as well. How about that? Yeah. And he was, uh, he was actually at another show at that point in time, so he was not able to give me the full yeah. praise. I know. Match. <laughs> I, I, for him screaming his head off and being able to do what he does on a daily He's basis. He's so opposite of what he really That's is. why I say the. the Nicest people make the best here. Yeah, I mean, if you get to know that kid in real life, he's the greatest guy. He is. And he's such a good... He's such a good guy. Yeah. Good character as well. Yeah, oh man. He makes it so entertaining, makes it so awesome. It's like he puts on such a good show. And people just love to hate him. They do. It's so great. I don't don't see him. I'm sure it could happen. I don't see him as a face, but I'm sure it could be the anti-hero. It could happen. And I mean, Sarah Morgan's a great heel also. She is. She... Really, I mean, she's gonna go out there and they're going to hate her. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. I mean, just like with just yeah. from playing off with Ace here. I mean, yeah, he's with Ace Dallas, Leo Sweet, and Tim Rush. Like those are three kids that I'm so proud of. Yes, yeah. what they've done and their shout three, out to Leo Sweet. <laughs> Absolutely, years, the king of sweet. Three years, four years in the business so far, they're just killing it. Yeah, yeah. so good. And started so yeah, young, too, so you know, not even 21 that, yeah. years old in yeah, most well, parts. He was 18, I believe. He was 18. He just yeah. turned 21 not too yeah, long he ago. He's coming to train with us, yeah. Man, and it's great to see where they've all come and where they all could go. And they're so yeah. young in their careers, so you never know. Any aspirations for you to get to, before we uh, wrap this podcast up, any aspirations for you to get to the NXT Performance Center or, uh, you know, something like that? Evan, Atlas? You know, when I was younger, I always told everybody I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. And I thought at the time that that would be the life, the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't want to get to the big time and be, you know, on the road 300 days out of the year, mm-hmm. be traveling, be missing everything in the world. And then I grew up and I got married. And yeah. I have 
an actual dogs, life, cats, house, a wife, and responsibilities, and you know those those dreams. Yeah, they're still there, but at the end of the day, I can still call myself a professional wrestler. So as far as I'm concerned, I've you know checked that off the checklist. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't want to go and do you know bigger, grander things, but I'm not gonna give up my entire life for an opportunity that may not come my way. Yeah. And that's respectable too. I mean, this is, you are a professional wrestler. Yeah. So you are living your dream. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the fans in uh, Red Lion and and, uh, all over the place, Seven Valleys and wherever else you go, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, um, they get to live that with you. Yes, they do. And and you as well, Athena. You get to be uh, not a professional wrestler, a manager, a personality. Uh, You you get to be there. Are you living this dream as well? Yeah. I mean, for me... um... My favorite part of it is like the physical aspect because I've always been. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> dirty and ugly. Here we no. go. No, I, so, I know what you mean. You know, so that I really enjoy that part of it, and I, you know, I like like the boxing part. I don't know, like I just like the different physical aspects of wrestling, and um, and that's why you know I love that about Evan that he doesn't put all of his eggs in that basket of, oh, I'm going to NXT, I'm mm-hmm. going to WWE. I love that about him, but I also know that he could do it. So sometimes I'm almost like, you should do it, because I think you could do it. Yeah. Would you take care of the house and all the pets and everything while he would uh, go out and take a tryout out there? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. She said... Mow the grass. Yeah. You know what? I've mowed the grass, okay? <laughs> I have done those things. Good. Mowed so I would. Happy would. Happy wife. Happy Great. life. Raised to it's a great story. So, uh, where can people find you on social media before we get out of here? Uh, Evan, let's start with you. Well, my Facebook is my shoot name, brother. So, it's uh, Evan Kleindens. <laughs> if you can spell that, good on you. Um, my Instagram is EvanAtlasPro3117, I believe. Mm-hmm. And on YouTube, you can always find all my matches on the SWO Uprising channel. Well, Sesquahanna. No, is it no, SWO? it's, it's SWO okay. Uprising. It's SWO Uprising, Uprising on um, the YouTube channel. YouTube, okay. But it's and Susquehanna Wrestling on Organization Facebook. on Facebook. Okay. On Facebook. And I think they have a new Shake Instagram it off. too, but I don't know. If I'm, not, I'm not too sure about that. Okay. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube and also just type in Evan Atlas Wrestler or Evan Atlas Vers- Versus and all my stuff from everywhere pops right up. Fantastic. Athena, how about you? So my Facebook is also my shoot name. Brother. <laughs> brother so crystal and Kleindens, mm-hmm. which is nothing like my wrestling name obviously i'm not an evan atlas but you're athena sky though. i'm athena the sky. goddess the go. goddess i mean it is and it is funny when people like they'll call you like your wrestling name mm-hmm. and you're like what yeah. <laughs> who are you talking to i got it easy in that aspect you did like, and they're like athena and i'm just like what but anyway so crystal and Kleindens on facebook um instagram is I think Sam Kleindens, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything else. You can find me on YouTube also, the SWO Uprising page. Okay. Well, that is good. You know, people can follow you, people can like you, and, and continue to like you when they come out and see you until you guys turn heel again. Because yeah. uh, it might happen. It could happen. Hey, you never you, know. need you to go heel, brother. Right, That's right. You. But come out to the Summer Series 3 in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania on August the 18th. It's a Saturday night. Again, it's a great time. It's a great price. Um, you know, there's always, uh, you know, food. There's always merchandise. There's always plenty of free parking. So that's, this is the show to come out to see. And you need to get shirts. 
I know. For the fans. The fans want shirts. So you got merch? They've been asking us like crazy to get shirts. Yeah. So. What about that beast with the uh, the claw it. coming through it? Is that Ooh, yours? It's my it's personal not. shirts that I bought. Yeah. yeah. No, they're it's all. It's from it's like not my design. It's just a shirt I bought. I'm going to buy that shirt. I know. So I'm like, <laughs> I, just order well, up. Yeah. I had our merchandise guy, you know, Alonzo, we'll call mm-hmm. that. We'll say Alonzo. We'll, we'll just call him Alonzo. We'll we will. Alonzo. He's pretty sweet. Guy. He's pretty sweet. He's very sweet. <laughs> the <laughs> sweetest of the sweet, yeah. per se. <clears throat> so, yeah, so Alonzo's going to be come up with a, with a nice little, you know, graphic for me and get some shirts and get some merch out so all the fans can buy my stuff because for the longest time, nobody wanted to buy my stuff because they didn't like me. Because you so, were a heel. But I now think you're people a might buy my stuff. Yeah. I we'll think see. they might. They might. So, uh, you know, good luck to you to winning your uh, first ever SWO Women's Championship. Thank yeah. you. Athena. We'll and good luck to whatever you do uh, in Seven I'll Valleys. Do. I mean, you know, it might not just be the coolest. It might not just be the best. It might be just incredible what you end up doing at the... Uh, Hey man. You know, it's shout out to former uh, ECW original there because he's going to be there. What do you yeah. think? Do you think you might cross paths with him? I might cross paths with him. I hope it's not in the way you put it. <laughs> that was a little dirty there. Mike. Yeah, but dirty and ugly. Yeah. This is what we do. This might be doing something incredible. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And I appreciate you, both of you, coming down to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And we're going to be right back. Do me a favor, Evan. Give me a little bumper so we can put this on here. Uh, you're listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And do, do, do your best work. Go ahead. Hello, people. You are listening to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the podcast. And more than anything else, enjoy the business of professional wrestling. Seeing the light We are back. Yeah. <laughs> I just always know it's coming. I never know when it's coming. On the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the Big Ugly. And we are sitting here with... Jamie Jason. And we are still here. It, uh, the sun has now come up. Uh, the sun is shining. I mean, the sun was coming up as we first got here uh, in the early hours of the morning. But we thank you for whenever you're listening to this on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. Got to add it. My illustrious girlfriend, Kristen, could add that to the uh, stationery that we have here. But, uh, you know, MySpace is not our main contributor, no. but they are there. There's seven people out there listening. <laughs> and uh, at least on MySpace. And we got some pretty exciting news. Uh, we have just renewed our contract, as it were, for another year, Big Ugly. Yes, sir. So uh, we've been here for a little over two years, and we're going to be here. Everything filters through our uh, main distributor, which is SoundCloud. So we have renewed them, and everything filters through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. They do. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. But we'll be here for at least another year because we renewed it. Yes. So thank you for uh, listening and for 53 episodes now strong. And Jam and Jason, you've been here for a lot of them. And we hope you still come back for for more. Oh, yeah. Um, Got to keep 205 alive somehow, right? Trying to. Trying to. Still alive. They do have a championship match at SummerSlam, which we're going to talk about. And we want to thank Evan Atlas, the full-time beast, and the goddess Athena Sky for being on the podcast. Um, there, there's a lot of tangents that we could go on. We went, we were supposed to go 20 minutes or 30. We went 45. So they can talk. And we got a whole other podcast that we can talk about um, with them. Uh, definitely check out SWO Pro Wrestling in York, Pennsylvania, Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. Uh, they got a lot of good shows coming on. Worth coming up. Uh, ECW original Justin Cruddle, we remember him. Oh yeah, Jam and Jay from those VHS trading days yep. back in '90s. Yeah. So he's gonna be there at the next show, Summer Series on August 18th, 
and that's in uh, Seven Valley. So come on out, check it out. Let's uh, briefly talk about SummerSlam. It's kind of a preview, and then on our next podcast, number 54, we will review SummerSlam. Um, so this is uh, just a quick, so what I have right now. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy, uh, and that's for the U.S. Championship, Shinsuke defending. Cedric Alexander, 205 Live, yeah. uh, facing Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. Maybe that'll be relegated to a pre-show. Maybe the pay-per-view will be five hours long. I don't know. Um, we did talk about this a little earlier. Carmella defending the SmackDown Live Women's Championship against Becky Lynch and now Charlotte Flair, who earned her way in. Becky Lynch is not happy about that. Um, Dolph Ziggler defending his Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins. Um, what's up? Oh, no, it's just shooing. Oh, okay, shooing. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, we do we have it's, sound issues, no, or do we have like the, intruders in the mansion 2.0? Yeah, no. We've got to get them out of here. <laughs> um, so that's not anything, no Iron Man, that's just straight-up match. Uh, they kind of given Seth, I'm sorry, Drew McIntyre some legs of his own, because he's been kind of partnering up with Dolph, but uh, we'll see what he has to do on his own at this point in time. What do we have here? Um... Kevin Owens versus Money in the Bank contract holder Braun Strowman, and that is for the Money in the Bank contract. Now, in my opinion, they should have that match early in the night, so whoever wins could follow up later on to do something, perhaps. I think uh, Braun Strowman's going to keep it. That would make sense. Or, you know, if Kevin Owens stole it for somehow, and then he actually cashed in one doesn't matter who, and then he won the championship, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. How are, you, are you okay with that if Kevin Owens wins? I'm okay. Yeah. He's had it before. He had sort of a short run because he got beat by Goldberg. Yep. So uh, yeah. this run could be uh, something that he could get his teeth under. So you guys would be okay with that? Yeah, yeah. That. definitely. The only thing I'm not okay with is Brock, Brock Lesnar keeping the title or Roman Reigns winning the title. Don't think he needs it, even though that would be a payoff. And that, why don't we just throw it to that? Brock Lesnar is going to defend the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Um, I've had enough of this feud. Agree? Yeah. I think that I, I'm pretty sure uh, WWE isn't ignorant, you know, to the fact that people have had enough. So I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to leave with the title. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if Roman Reigns just actually wins the title. I mean, you know, they, he is the future. Um, he is the future. Only if Paul Heyman is his manager now. Yeah. That's all. That, now, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be very cool. Um, Let's go over a couple of other things. Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Women's Championship against the rowdy Ronda Rousey. Um, AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Samoa Joe. Again, we kind of touched on a lot of these earlier. The Bludgeon Brothers will face either the New Day or the Bar, depending on who wins that tag team tournament on SmackDown Live. Um, And we did talk about, and it's not on here yet because it's not official, but it will be happening, The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. One on one in a fight. I don't want to see any lockups. So SummerSlam is going to be uh, middle of August, and uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, the fourth edition, is going to be the night before that, um, where Tommaso Ciampa actually is the new NXT champion, and so he's going to be defending his title. While I look the up uh, the Takeover card real quick, Tommaso Ciampa. You know he's he's a great heel. He is a great heel in NXT. I. I I don't know if he's going to be one of those guys that gets lost in the shuffle up top, mm-hmm. but I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's the crazy man. He, he's awesome. I mean, he talks to the championship belt. The championship belt talks back to him. 
Um, it's pretty interesting. Oh, oh that's his thing now? It's one of his gimmicks. Oh, yeah, yes. he is the Sicilian shooter. I mean, he's the Sicilian psychopath is what they used to call him in NXT. I'm um, not NXT. Ring of Honor. And he's kind of oh, getting... Tommaso? Yeah. Oh. He's kind of getting back to that Ring of Honor persona that they had him with, um, which is pretty cool. So uh, he's facing... Um, Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano in a triple threat match for the NXT Championship. So Al- Al- Alistair Black gets his rematch, and Johnny Gargano, again, we've seen this feud for a long time. They've had some great matches, so I don't mind them throwing in the triple threat here. Yeah. That's okay. going to be good. Plus, it's for the belt now. It is so for the belt now. So stakes. Absolutely. Um, Johnny she- Gargano doesn't stand a chance on the main roster, just throwing that out there. Really? He's going to get lost in a shuffle. How come? I don't know. Like, his... He has that personality and that he has enough personality and charisma, I think, just for a smaller stage. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's his his it's not big enough for the top roster. Maybe that's a WWE thing. Maybe if they give him more backing, more supplement, more character, maybe that'll work. Maybe, maybe. Or do you think it's just him personally, like his like style, his, like his, his because. Uh, I feel like another thing that's going to contribute to your success when you move up is just that overall star power mm. about you. You know what I'm saying? Think of like, and it's like I just don't feel like he has that overall it factor. Yes. Okay. Yes. What do you think, Jam and Jay? Yeah, he's probably going to hit about the Finn Balor level mid card right now. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, so I forgot who said it, but uh, um, um, you know, they were talking. We were talking about Velveteen Dream, and mm-hmm. one of our guests was like, you know, he has mid card written all over him, <laughs> and it's like, you know, to me, that's like Johnny Gargano. Like, you know, um, that's a damn shame too. Come on now, but I mean, the NXT is on a different level. While you brought up the Velveteen Dream, um, he's gonna face EC3 in a singles match. Uh, so, and that's. For nothing right now, but that could be a singles match. So he's got a main singles match on uh, NXT pay-per-view again. Um, so Velveteen Dream, I, I see where that one could get lost in the shuffle. I just hope it doesn't happen to either one of them. But you never know. When you go from a world of NXT and you go to the world of Raw SmackDown, I mean, you just somewhere somebody's gonna get lost somewhere. I think I think Velveteen Dream has that kind of potential to be like that Razor Ramon level. Like he'll get to that Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. level. But I don't think he'll ever, unless he changes up his character, I don't think he'll ever get into that, like, world title, you know, I'll be the champion of, sure. representative of the company picture. Which, you know, brings back the whole thing. It's so important to get that belt off of Brock so we can shift everything up. So yeah. we can take Rollins and move him up to the heavyweight level or, Absolutely. you know, for the, or the main belt, universal yeah. level. And then we can move some of these next guys up or NXT guys up mm-hmm. or Finn Balor, you know, have them hold the Intercontinental for a while. So we need that shift. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Shifting would be good. By the way, I have one more tangent about Randy Orton after we talked about because we didn't really touch on that, um, but we'll get to that. Uh, Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong uh, defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against Mustache Mountain. What a gimmick here. Trent T- Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Um, these are from NXT UK and uh, also the uh, 205 Live. So. That is going to be the sleep. Uh, that's going to be the match that's going to steal the show, right there. I mean, there's a couple of them that could steal the show, including uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, defending the NXT North American Championship against Ricochet. I think they're getting to the point where again, there's too many titles, and there's going to be even more titles coming up because the women's tag team titles are going to happen sometime soon too, probably at the uh, the women's pay per view Evolution. Yeah. So it's too many titles. There's a UK Championship out there. There's a there's a two or five live, you know, a cruiserweight championship. I mean. 
Um, first, you know, just thoughts, comments on anything for the NXT Brooklyn Four Takeover card, or anything about the championships in general, guys. You gonna watch? Or maybe uh, on demand. NXT on Hulu. I usually don't, man. You should I, watch this one. Yeah, I keep telling myself that, and then I just never know why. It's only five matches, so it's only gonna be two hours long. So yeah. roughly, maybe two and a half. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely watch NXT. Yeah, yeah. And usually I end up enjoying NXT, but more than the main roster pay per view. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that last NXT. time. More than NXT pay per view, it was uh, better than that. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be good. Hey, and let's throw out one more tangent. So SummerSlam weekend, definitely watch it. You got NXT Takeover Brooklyn. You got um, SummerSlam in Brooklyn, all Barclays Center once again, and then everything will turn back to the Barclays Center at WrestleMania next year. Um, Raw, SmackDown, everything Barclays Center. Got a little small tangent for you. I know. It, I know. I know it makes sense for the WWE to do this for logistical reasons but is it too much wrestling in one weekend when they do this you mean take over um, take over and uh, no, WWE pay-per-view yeah and then we, Raw and Smackdown yeah I mean we brought this up before but I really think it's getting to that oversaturation on these big long weekends I, I don't mind it as much on the long weekends because I feel like you're making like a uh, almost like a festival out of it mm-hmm. so I don't I mean I don't mind it I don't mind it once or twice a year, maybe even four times if they want to do. Because what they seem to be doing is for the big four: Royal yeah, right. Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, and WrestleMania. If it was every every pay per view, that's then, too yeah, much. It would be too much. But yeah, I can do the big four. Yeah, I don't mind the big four, but it, if, as long as they cut down the timing, like if they end the pay per views at ten thirty. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I feel like for people that go to see this, it makes it worth their while. Like. Instead of you traveling, you know, because I mean, for the big four, people gonna travel, you know what I'm saying? Um, So it's like, you know, instead of you just traveling just for that one day Mm -hmm. to go, you know, maybe you travel in for the weekend, but you're only going one day. Now it's like, well, I'm traveling in for the weekend, but I'm actually getting a WWE event every night. Every Mm -hmm. night, right. That makes sense for the people and as a travel destination. I've done it for WrestleMania a couple of times where I, I wanted to go to every event on the weekend just because I don't want to just go there and go to WrestleMania. Some people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like to go to the Hall of Fame. I like to go to uh, TakeOver, WrestleMania, and then go to Raw. I, haven't, I don't think I've ever stayed long enough to go to SmackDown. I've always left on the Tuesday. I don't think I've ever stayed long because by that time, I'm burnt out by, by the time SmackDown comes around. So... I can see where if they want to change it up, but logistically, like you said, I mean, if they keep everything in the same arena and they keep the same set, they just keep changing the, you know, keep changing the graphics and everything like that. That makes sense for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just worried that it's affecting the main event of the main roster pay per view because by so. that time, I think people are like WrestleMania. By the time you hit Brock and Roman, everybody was tired, dead, pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I also think that, but some of that is also going to be who you put in the main event exactly. too. You know. Um, so that's gonna count. Yeah, if you know, you take the Rock and you put put him in the main <laughs> event, people gonna be on fire. Like, yep. It don't matter, you know. Yep. I always wonder if the Rock will ever. Yeah, I mean, I know he'll come back and make appearances once in a while, but uh, I don't think he's gonna have a match again. No. That's where he, nah. All done. Yeah, I think he's done. I mean, the man is almost fifty years old, and I mean, he's the highest paid movie star. It's like, what, what, what reason would he have in the very last match, full match he had, he got injured, right? Which could essentially mess up his money. You know him getting injured, so he has no incentive to, you know, step back in there. If anything, he's going to do another. He might do another shot like he did with the Eric Rowan thing, where he quickly beat somebody with the rock bottom. But yeah, yeah, nah. I understand. That was fun to, to yeah. see him do that. Um, and one more little tangent: Randy Orton. So Randy Orton is heel now. Uh, he came out um, supposedly to help Jeff Hardy 
at that um, low blow fest that was at Extreme Rules. But then he turned and actually destroyed Jeff Hardy. And then he came out on SmackDown and actually ripped, was ripping the ear of Jeff Hardy, like that big earring he has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was ripping the ear off of his head. That was pretty graphic, man. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen something like that in WWE yeah. in a while. Hey, Orton, man, he's the best one. He's hell, man. Yeah. We, we, we talked, talked about, about this. that. Yep. We talked about it. Like, that's what he needed. Because we are talking about how stale his character was getting. You turn him heel, man, and look. Like, he just... Because he always pushes the limits, like mm-hmm. when he's a heel. Yeah. yeah, and he's good. I mean, he came out and then had a promo on SmackDown, like the opening segment of SmackDown Live, and he basically said, you know, you people, you know, you people have cheered me, people have booed me, whatever, but you know what? I, I'm i here because I'm here, because I'm good. I'm here for 14 championships. I'm here all my life. I was the legend killer. I was the Orton. I was the Viper. I was everything, and, and now I'm just here because I can be, yeah. and this is what I do, so... Um, you know, Jeff Hardy's got a legacy of jumping off of stuff and being the you know, extreme high flyer or whatever. When now he's going to have a legacy of being ended by Randy Orton. Yeah. So I like this. And I like the fact of the two of them feuding. I think this is a, a good feud. But right now, Shinsuke and um, Jeff Hardy got to finish what they're doing. And then Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy will take over from there. Mm-hmm. So oh, that being said... Uh, we will come back to you guys in a few weeks on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and we will review SummerSlam. We will review TakeOver, and then we will talk about whatever's coming up next uh, in September because uh, I'm sure they'll have one pay-per-view there, and you know some other stuff will happen in between now and then that will be relevant to the pro wrestling world. Uh, any final thoughts on this podcast, Jamie Jason? Anything you want to look out for? Anything you're pretty excited about? Anything? As I said earlier, I'm looking forward to the SmackDown matches. There you go. At SummerSlam, I think they... They have a great card lined up for the SmackDown side. I'm yep. Still trying to get into the Raw side. Just right now is doing nothing for me. But well, that could change. That could I change. Mean, it flip flops like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at one point Raw had it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? About a year ago. And, yeah. And, and they Smackdown had all the main eventers like, and yeah. all the stories. Yeah, like we were talking about that on podcast. Like, man, they need to do a shakeup. Like Raw's got <laughs> yep. Raw's got everything a lot. You know. Now, yeah. now it's back to the SmackDown. You know. But so. they have so much talent. Both shows should be firing at all cylinders right yeah. now. Yeah. Really, they have so much yeah. talent. And, yeah, and that's the thing. They never have, since starting SmackDown Live, neither show have been able to like actually be equal in must-see TV for both shows. Right. It's always one or the other. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I want them to just take a little bit more of a competitive edge. I know they don't have WCW or ECW to compete with, but there's a lot of people stepping up out there. Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha, I mean, they're, and uh, all you know, um, New Japan. They're, they're all kind of stepping up to kind of not necessarily see this competition, but create competition yeah you know make it for more compelling storylines on television like i said this randy orton thing when he was pulling the ear out of you know we don't need just one person to step up creatively we need everybody to step up and kind of do that bless you thank you my goodness sorry good that was dirty and plus wwe's putting out so much content of their own you could still pay for the network get your money's worth and not watch any of the current Material. That's right. You're really good. Yeah, or just watch NXT. I mean, or something yeah. like that. You yeah. can walk with Elias. There's a documentary That's on right. that yeah. with the new album that he just put out. Yep. And I, I got to put this out there, and I think this has happened since then. That was the greatest part of Raw that I've seen, the, where he was trying to plug his Walk with Elias CD, and he came out every segment, every other segment, yeah. trying to start it off, and somebody would interrupt him every time. He had more television time on that show than anybody, and I think he broke a record with how many segments he was in and how much time he was on TV. And it was all the way through. So I watched that whole Raw just to say, what's going to happen to Elias next? Yep. And uh, go, by the way, go download that album. It is fun and funny. So check it out. It is awesome. But uh, yes, we'll be back 
And uh, we'll have more interviews, more conversations, um, and it is going to be fantastic. So thank you, Big Ugly, for hosting us in the Mansion 2.0. Of course. Thank you, Jam and Jason, for being with us once again. And thank you to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners, and we will see you soon on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and MySpace. We'll see you next time. We're going to end this as we always do. Three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Roll them.